2: This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, the Knights get their first win of the season after finally showing a pair of balls on the field.
3: The rats are all on board, now it's time for the SS Thoroughbred to start sinking.
2: Phil Gould announces a lifetime deal for Matt Moylan with Oak to supply a vat of chocolate milk to Dunkin' min during halftime shows. And
3: we preview all the action for Round 7 of the 2016 NRL season.
2: All that more, this week in League. to episode 217 of This Week in League. I'm Nate and I'm Jay. Once again, welcome to all our new listeners. Um, I say that every, like, every week, like welcome to the new listeners and stuff because it is actually, it's amazing the influx that we get each season and each week and happy to report that I actually did go into the stats a bit today. Happy to report that March this year, so the first month of uh, this season, is the third largest month in terms of uh, downloads in the history of the show. <laughs> After the number one being July 2015, and number two being May 2012, so most of the rest of the top 10 months are like everything else from two, tw- 2015, then everything from 2014. You know, as you'd expect from um, like year year on year growth, but uh, to shoot out of the blocks like that was uh, pretty fucking good considering you know, the circumstances you face and the rest of it.
3: Did you uh, Did you go back and see what happened? May fourteen and June
2: Um, fifteen, July July twenty fifteen. It was just, it was, that was just like growing, like growing up to the level, you know, kind of that we're at now. That was just like part of just, you know, going up. Except for some reason, July especially, for whatever reason, just, I I think it wasn't, it wasn't a great deal. The margins are all pretty similar. Like they, they creep up, and you know, the descending margins are only incrementally lower each time. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, I could tell. Maybe July twenty fifteen had five wednesday five tuesdays in it as well like yes you know, so i've got an extra episode yep. slot in there just helped yep. to kick it over some of like that may 2012 um i didn't look into into it but i'm pretty sure that well actually no because i mean it seems pretty late in the run because what we have first season was 2010 so it's, that's our third year and like yeah I, in in my head when i was just when i was writing these these uh stats down i thought oh that must have been when the itunes like featuring happened when we got featured on yep. the front page of iTunes because yep. that was a massive fucking spike but now I think about it no that was 2010 yeah wow so that was or maybe maybe it was 20, uh,
3: huh. so it wasn't like the Tigers went on a, a winning streak and...
2: <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know May 2012 now I'm going to have to fucking go back and listen to bit more I'm just check the titles of the shows and stuff and see what the fuck is going on there because yeah that's crazy nice I'm, one I'm, I'm not entirely sure what what that is I mean that could be another thing May 2012 could be uh, around the time, maybe that season was the season where we shifted to this host, so maybe people going back to the start of what's available on this host, yeah, maybe that coincides with those those episodes, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, interesting, but um, yeah, so third third biggest month in the history of the show, so that's fantastic, uh, Mailbag, okay, um, a new segment that I'd like to call This Week in X Factors. <laughs> Benny DTD who said isn't X Factor another way of saying that someone is rocks and diamonds that's how I see it it's unfulfilled potential if they fulfill potential then they're a star if they don't then it means they're talented but won't produce consistently couldn't agree less because that's not actually how X Factor is used at all X Factor is used X Factor is used as a player that brings us a spark to a team or something like that like an intangible you know blood that they can't think of a better word for so it's, no, not, it's I, not actually saying that. It's not saying that something's good or bad. It's saying that the that the player provides a spark that's unique to that team. That's you know that. that
3: no, that I get that I, I get about. exactly what he's saying. He's saying that X Factor is a player who is otherwise ordinary, but has the potential to do something outstanding. I think that's is what they reliable, use potential isn't reliable enough to do it week in week out, and so it's a surprise to everybody. Hence an X Factor. No one ever said Andrew Johns had an X Factor. He had an no. ecstasy factor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Who hasn't he fucking kick goals when he was seeing seven goalposts? But
2: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he's kept the mouth because he's just fucking <laughs> he's just locked down <laughs> that motherfucker like a fucking mud <laughs> <nut> crab. <laughs>
3: if the cameras pan back every time the ref blew his whistle, Joey just started throwing his hands in the air. <laughs> but you know, X Factor,
2: yeah, I'm um, lazy English. Yeah, don't hey, keep your powder dry you got a bit more to wait through yet son it's the, it's the Dave Taylor of the English language at Voodoo Rock uh, I, took Jay, I took Jay's advice every time I heard the word X Factor on this week's show I hit skip episode only went for five minutes <laughs> uh, uh, highway underscore the more Jay says he's not concerned by the X Factor the less convincing he sounds yes Solzy04 Another brilliant This Week in the League episode. You guys are the Xiest Factors that ever x <laughs> Manly Brett. Early contender for... I was just, he sent two things. Jay getting hammered for all the blow-up around X-Factor, then goes on to try and justify and explain. Hash gold. Hash troll fodder. And then he said early contender for hashtag of the year. Hash NRL X-Factor. That's not going to win hashtag of the year. There's two contenders that are just blasting out of the blocks Mm -hmm. I think that are going to be very hard to stop Um, at 26 rounds Jay's 100% right X Factor is a fucking blight up there with boom rookie is something that means fuck all hash I'll ride with Jay (laughs) Eddie and Z that are trying to decide if X is going to give it to you or exhibits X would make for the better bed during a weekly X Factor recap I guess I'll find out if I remember to put one of them on. I'll be honest, I'm leaning towards X, going to give it to you. Um, Andrew Lars, at Andrew Lars. X Factor is just as bad as using the term cracking in any description. Of the game. Mm. Fucking cracking tweet, that. Yeah, it's good on you. At Terry Twill. We're sad to learn that this is someone who's come back on board. I don't fucking know who it is. Their account's been cleaned out. They've got four tweets to their name. Tweeting like we know who they are and they it got to be in England because they're tweeting like our standard uh, yeah, suspects okay. of English, the English side of things. Reveal yourself, Terry Twill. We're sad to learn of changes at the start of the season, but Jay's a quality replacement for the hashtag Carl Pilkington wannabe. Uh, Luke Shark 74. Question: Is there now an epidemic of tripping in the NRLs, or is this the new X-factor players adding to their skills? <laughs> I don't think there's an epidemic. I mean, we've had we've had one trip that went unpunished, and then we've had one trip that was, like, didn't even make contact. So, I don't think there's any... There's no more than... Is there... I'm not forgetting anyone?
3: I'm not sure there's an epidemic now. No. I think it's always been there, but with the added reviews and extra stoppage time in the game, you tend to see more of them.
2: It's weird with the trip thing anyway, because I I imagine if it was open slather, you could get some majestic fucking absolute chop. like Just brutality. But, I mean, effect-wise... When you take the contact out of it, effect-wise, it's no different to, like, an ankle tap or something that's legal. It, it's just, if yes, you go know, shit on shit... Yeah, it's that's like, the ankle tap. It's like some fucking Muay Thai, like, <laughs> you'll leak yeah. to Anderson Silva, fucking leak, snapping in yeah. half and shit. That would be the only thing. But that could equally be, that could equally happen to the...
3: I, I think there's been a couple of times where where a faster man's just stepped somebody. Yeah. And the change of direction, the person's pushing off, yep. say, their right leg. Yeah. And then that's what happened with Dylan Walker. On,
2: yeah, that's what happened with Dylan Walker. He was like, I think it was like, it was it two of us a to check or someone? Or like, was it Lolla hey Like, he just got massively stepped, and he was just like, just left out there, in no man's land. Because it, yeah, as, as
3: you, you got to take off either left or right. Yeah, the end result is the leg you take off on is going to be sticking out away from your body, straight yeah. down, planted on the ground.
2: Exactly. Uh, Beer boy at one eight two. Been really enjoying this week in league. Glad you didn't lose momentum with host change. we scared it would be like fire up, but is luckily more toe fop so look I'm aware of uh, for, I'm aware of both of those podcasts, listen to listen to none of them. But um, I'll take your word for it. What's a toe That's the one that's got like Will Anderson at, yeah?
3: Yeah, okay.
2: I don't but see I don't see this thing, I've never listened to it, so I don't even know what the what the context is in terms of them having turnover.
3: Yeah, the only funny thing I've ever seen him do. So now I'm not a huge Will Anderson fan, so I don't no. seek him out. Yeah. But somebody showed me a YouTube once of this cable access show he did in America. Yeah. Where this marijuana advocate guy just sits around with oh, I don't know what he is in the states a D grade celebrity, okay, and I think being Australian got him up to D grade, okay, um, and they all just sit around and try different um, bongs and <laughs> I've vaporizing never, devices. I've never,
2: never heard of that at all.
3: And the, converse, the conversation slowly devolves into <laughs> things.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to try and look at that. You don't have any more clues on what that could be?
3: I'll find it in, in, right. and
2: Excellent. SMS it too. Fantastic. Um, at Morso, talking about your uh, bedroom bunker last week. Bedroom bunker needs to have a blacklight cam. Make sure there's no premature ejaculation happening too with a Fitbit MILF. Oh, damn. Uh, Hammers. He um, said, uh, Jay, I've got to disagree. A-Ray touching, up, touching Caesar up is a non-event come spend three weeks on the drill rig with us and you'll know why (laughs) so I basically wonder what the (laughs) fuck and actually just something I didn't put in my notes but I have here to go over for the show is old mate uh, the old mate uh, Fitbit Milf this fucking guy he's a he's a fucking charmer I mean one of Tool Nation I forget who it was I want to say it was Mario Siegs because he's usually the one that kicks things off with our enemies He's just he's. It was pretty late in the in the. It was like, oh must have been like after the Manly game or something. Like I was down the coast on vacation, so I wasn't really monitoring Twitter that much. And I came back at the, you know that night, and just the fucking notifications all over the place. And I had a look, and so he someone's called him out at forever useless is uh, is the Fitbit milf if you didn't hear last week, and um, they've everyone first thing. Big ups to Twill Nation, just went in on this cunt, just fucking, just went in on him, fantastic.
3: Now, now let, let me just, let me put this out there. Yeah. One thing I want to make sure of. Yeah. I know I'm only your stepdad, Twill Nation, <laughs> and you don't have to do what I say, <laughs> but when stuff like this happens, yeah. All, all of the stuff initially looked to be fairly fun banter. Yeah. And, and then... Fitbit went off with some some fairly off oh, off I'm remarks. Gonna, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna to I'm gonna recite some of his fucking
3: greatest hits. However, I'm very um, surprised actually. Let let's make sure that, that as a group of people we don't ever sink down to these people's level. Yes. And and engage in anything that is, you know, bigoted or uh Yeah.
2: I don't know if anyone did that. Or offensive? I don't, I don't know. know
3: I, said, I, I honestly didn't take a close enough pretty,
2: look. I mean, I think he might have received some calls along the lines of, you know, that, you know, perhaps he, that he was a load that should have been swallowed, or, you know, things like that, which I'm cool with. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, he, he deserves it. So I just, wanted, just want to put it out there. I mean, I actually had to screenshot these tweets because for some reason my Twitter app won't let me favor his things. It's apparently unblocked from favoring his tweets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just want to say as well, he was actually following us at the time before all this kicked off, too. So that's really fucking funny. But he's uh, at Forever Useless. He's replied to some other people like It you know, Sounds to me like all you faggots stick together, all imbeciles and all, and are all gay for each other. Hashtag fags. That's not very fucking good. Now, here's cool.
3: the thing. He's obviously doing that from the point that homosexual men are something... Because that's the one thing I did see. Yeah. He was saying that yeah. all all gay people should be killed.
2: Yeah, well then then someone said something about yeah, like a cruise he replied yeah. said something you know you got something against gay people. That's it. And then he said yeah, they all they they well, you know paraphrasing here cuz he can't speak English and he's admitted some words, but the intent of the tweet was yeah, they they should all be killed. Yeah. And then went on to say that um oh well, then he goes yes I do they should all be killed. So he went he went right off the fucking <laughs> he he was never involved in banter at any stage. He's pretty he pretty much the first thing he went to was just like homophobic fags. slurs. yeah exactly like, just ridiculous which,
3: which pretty much puts it out there that you know the fun's been had
2: the fun's been had he's been he's been well and truly uh shown for for who he is
3: so let let's not waste any more energy
2: yep um if you so if you got in there on a Saturday or whenever it was and you yeah, gave him a good kicking congratulations, you had your fun, and I uh, thank you very much for springing to our fans because you'll notice I never actually asked for that to happen because i I mean my, my opinion on, on life in general is that I don't I don't fight I don't fight battles downward like <laughs> I don't because there's nothing to gain from it you either come out come out of it looking like an idiot or looking like a bully yep so you'll never see you'll never see you starting fights like downwards like that and like fight upwards all day because you've got everything to gain <laughs> And in fact, we did that back in the early days with um with uh, you know one of the NRL podcasts that was the only one existing at the time, and then you know it was once once they yeah you know, they stopped doing their show because you know they no minerals, then yeah that battle was done moved Fair on enough yeah <laughs> and that's we don't engage anymore why nice.
3: but it, it's good to see more than anything it was good to see the Twill Nation. Looking out for each
2: other. I mean, fucking form like Voltron. I mean, the, the, still the prime example of that is before your time, and it's when the whole shunter thing happened at Halftime Entertainment in Pembroke. Yeah, I And then I remember Fox that. Sports did an article implying that he was going to fucking take him to the cleaners. They pretty much a current kind of affair him. Yeah, they, they totally kind of fed him. And then it's- people got on Facebook that day and just absolutely fucking reamed them to the point where they had to apologise and delete their posts, so it was, it was fantastic. But um, it just shows how powerful like you know the, the media and, and like things like that are. Because I remember that Fox Sports post... The amount of people that just jumped in, read the fucking blurb, and like the you know the first you know little thing that linked to the Fox Sports story, and immediately just like fuck that guy, like just jumped in like not Yeah, like it's, and oh yeah. please,
3: you go and look at any NRL yeah. team's Facebook page, and it's full of morons
2: I was, like that. I, I don't frequent any of them, be for that reason. Yeah. Even my even my own, I it just. Ugh, I, love, I love you, Manly supporters. I like, you know, I got my I got my homies that I love to catch up with the games and that. But man, yeah, just. NRL fandom, uh, you know, at a general level, after losses, especially on their own teams' pages, is unbelievable. I mean, Twitter, Twitter's bad, but Facebook is worse, and people've got their names on that shit. Yeah, exactly. And like the and the whinging, I find is usually is usually worse on there. So, you know, uh, where are we? Matty McP twenty five, love the Brent kite. Love this app. Me too. Love some Brent kite. Jarnes Mateus, great app. We now know that. You, yourself and myself, don't... I, 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 assume, I assume you said circle jerk, but those circle work each other's asses thanks to Milf Fitbit and Reynolds. Hash, I never thought I'd say that.
3: No, we do the rudder.
2: <laughs> the biggest tiger. Talking about the most penalties drawn after contact. He says, Josh Mansour, educated guess. And meanwhile, Matt, I did another two this week. And I made sure I tweeted him. With I go, ah, yeah, there's another one from Adam. Ah, and there's another one. Yeah, but nah... Just Google Harlem Shake Poop. <laughs> Fuck you this week league. Fuck you with an axe. For <laughs> this chocolate cupcake is yummy. <laughs> so if you haven't Google Harlem Shake Poop, wait till you're at work. Or <laughs> with your mum. Enjoy with you. Get your boss to like, yeah. Comedy is universal. doesn't matter where you're at, what your station in life is. Get your mum around, your boss. Maybe yep. the fucking CEO of the entire company's in for a meeting. Maybe Definitely. get him around. Or, I mean, fast track the promotion.
3: <laughs> put it up on the projector during a meeting.
2: Or you could just do a fucking massive reply all. <laughs> just drop the link. <laughs> Especially if you worked at something like Telstra or something.
3: That would be phenomenal.
2: <laughs> that would be the best thing of all time. Put it, put our uh, put, yeah, hashtag #Twillnation on the on the email though, so that when it hits the papers, <laughs> get the name out there. Tater underscore chips. Did Jay just do his first? Look, at the end of the day, Hash Shades of Glenn, Hasha needs Saguna emojis. Really? Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. Yeah, that, that's that's a, that a Glenn staple. Okay. So, Adrian underscore Maitland. Thanks for the shout out. What a fucking great community you have getting around the show. My Twitter feed is pulsing. Hashtag eggplants. <laughs> 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 well- no, you're doing great work. I saw you tweeting Sportsmate earlier this evening before we started recording the show and, uh, given them props and, and they replied and said that you know that the, the uh, be massive for them so it's great to hear it's working all around. Um, Lynn Shields, Jay's rookie status was never more evident than when he foolishly dared compare the Prince of Bookvale with Moylan hash L plates.
3: Time <laughs> will show told. time will show that the best <laughs> the best that Brett Stewart can hope for as a memory <laughs> is to be the Dr. J to Moylan's Michael Jordan. That's the best he can hope
2: history, for. History will show that um, 60% of the time, Moylan will play every time. <laughs> 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 Mitch Stoyle, 13. Congrats on another excellent ep. To end the biscuit wars once and for all. Best equals double coat Tim Tams. Look, I'm not going to say they're the best, but they go... They, they go well,
3: I don't know, man. I had some uh, strawberry cream Oreos tonight that were pretty special. Fuck out of here. Oh, stop
2: Seriously, just leave. Strawberry cream Oreos. Fuck's wrong with you, man. Have you ever had a strawberry cream Oreo? Yeah, i I got kids too. Yeah. Of course I had strawberry cream Oreos, there motherfucker. <laughs> not, I'm not going to put them... Uh,
3: Did you do the double Oreo? Where you pull <laughs> two of them apart and get the two sides with the cream and put them together? Dip the
2: motherfuckers in chocolate and put them in the fridge and let it set. That That could be promising. Yeah, okay. Like chocolate covered or whatever. I'll pack. hit that shit up. That's, I had to try these, these are those thin Oreos? Yeah. I that. actually don't mind them. Oh, really? Yeah, because the biscuit to, to cream ratio is reversed. <laughs> sort of like Moilin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he says, but he's going on to say here, Mitch Doyle 13, worst equals ginger nuts. I think there's a fucking place for ginger nuts, to be honest.
3: Yeah. I think they go all right. I don't know what the fuck your nan did to you when you were a boy, but mine gave me ginger snaps. Yeah, Sensational.
2: This week in Luke Dawn, the boys from Super League Pod are back this week. So without further ado, here we go.
0: gents and welcome to this week in Luke Dawn we've been away for a couple of weeks on an absence enforced in no small part by Mark not wanting to come home from a stag do in Spain
1: yeah but should we talk about
0: rugby instead? I suppose we better add to well, I guess. what's been going on?
1: Well, um, Hull KR lost 40 points to nil at home to the Catalan Dragons. The French team, with more Aussies than you'll find behind your average London bar, romped home against a hapless, rudderless, campesilist Hull KR side. Big Willie exploded in this one with a try at his former club. There's no point in trying to compete with that. Fans of the world's best halfback were left disappointed this week as a hamstring injury
0: saw Chris Sandow miss out as St Helens squeaked away from Warrington with a 25 points to 22 victory. Even Kirk Gidley couldn't bring enough razzle-dazzle to stop a James roby inspired
1: Saints side from taking the spoils in this one. Hull FC were 37 points to 20 victors over Huddersfield. Frank the Tank is settling in nicely to life at Formside Hull FC, although it was young Brits that you've never heard of who stole the show. So, uh, Jamie Shaw and Mark Sneed, if you're interested. You may have heard, though, of Giants halfback Danny McBruff, whose big mouth had a big impact in helping his side slip to yet another woeful defeat. Okay, defence won the day at the AJ Bell, as Salford clung
0: on for a 14 points to 10 victory over last season's treble winners the Leeds Rhinos. Keith Galloway and Mitch Garber led a mini revival in the second half, but the damage had already been done as Salford were buoyed to victory by the return of Robert Louis who had sadly recovered from injury,
1: proving that you can't keep a right cunt down. Castleford with 34 points to 24 winners away at Widness, our hero Luke Dawn is still on the treatment table but he will have enjoyed his Tigers side coming back from 18 nil down to knock the wheels firmly off the Widness bandwagon, the early pace setters falling to a fourth defeat in a row. And if we
0: awarded Team of the Week, then it would undoubtedly go to
1: the Wakefield Wildcats, who put in a remarkable
0: 62 points to nil victory over the Wigan Warriors this weekend. West's Tigers continue to produce talented young players for both sides of the equator, and the one that got away this week being
1: Jacob Miller, who bagged a hat-trick in this stunning trim victory. Yeah, so all that leaves Warrington Wolves still on top of the table, but five wins in a row for Catalan and Hull FC. See them slip into second and third. Widness have fallen out of the top four, whilst Leeds and Huddersfield have both failed to win whilst we've been away.
2: Thanks, boys. And uh, got a tweet from sure. at Craig Malson. Malson. M-A-L-S-O-N From Castleford, England Thanks for keeping me company on my trip to the UK I'm a new listener, was put onto you by the SLP guys Really great listen, Craig Thank you sir, welcome aboard uh, Joining our uh, increasingly large UK contingent And uh, there's a couple of other guys over there too So especially you other uh, English gentlemen I'll use the term loosely At Craig Malson Get around that guy and What did you have? You had a tweet? With, with the way the... Uh
3: Where the exchange rate is at the moment. These fuckers better turn up on grand final day.
2: Oh, we had had one last year. Oh, Sammy boy. Sensational.
3: Yeah. Um, Now, one thing I want to throw out on the subject of X-Factors, I can think all I want about X-Factors. Yes. um, But I'll never turn down free money. And on the weekend, One-Eyed Tiger tweeted me uh, a snapshot of the Herald website with... Happy Clapper having an X Factor in a race on the weekend. And? Now, I am not normally a horse punter. Yeah. I don't punt on horses because I lose.
2: Not to mention the whole X Factor thing brought into the mix would have made you think, you know, fuck that horse. Well, no. Since it was a
3: tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Jibe. Yeah. I decided, well, fuck that. I'll throw a sneaky five each way on him. Yeah. Fucker came in third. There you go. And what was he paying for third? Oh, uh, uh 330. That's all right. So done. You know what? Profit. Free money from X Factor. Doesn't change my opinion on it. It's still a fucking useless phrase. Well, I'll take anything that makes me
2: more money. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd made, he made you like, you know, a couple of bucks, man. That's it. Yeah. I fucking appreciate that shit. Um, on Facebook, listener by the name of Sam Turner <laughs> sent us through, a message and he said that uh to replace the man bun jay he even looks like he plays for the red v and i'm going to put this picture out tomorrow when the episode's out so people can see it it's entitled well i don't know why sam was looking at this because the the title bar in the in in the uh, browser says haircut trends for boys so i don't know about that but this one that he's got here is uh encaptured uh, the man braid is the new men's hair trend we have to deal with. And sure. I'm going to show you the picture now. It's like a crown braid, like Princess Leia in, on Endor. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, though? On a boy is... that's got, like, silverish-looking hair. That guy... Yeah.
3: Looks like some freakish fucking thing out of a Bjork video.
2: Looks like Sam with hair.
3: No, it looks and like... the beard. It looks like the body of an eight-year-old boy that they've photoshopped the head of the man, and the haircut
2: of a cunt. I reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Sam with this hairstyle applied to it. <laughs> nah, he's too white. He's pasty. <laughs> well, that's true. He does have a, yeah, he does have a, a bit of shade to him as Sammy. So, <laughs> just general stuff. Um, pe- people, uh, just despite me talking about memberships every week, people still ask about it every week. So this is what's going to happen. Uh, I'll be making the necessary graphic up to, you know, just sort of to illustrate the sort of stuff you're going to get this year in the membership. Uh, it'll be up on sale you know over the next uh, couple of days, probably on the weekend is when I'll really get to it and, and putting it up there. And so you guys will be able to go nuts. At this stage, what's going to happen is there's going to be an option for a, uh, for a hat, which will have the, the new logo on it. There'll be an option for the shirt, the Undefeated Asterisk shirt or you may choose to do both. So, because I imagine there are people that will want both. So in that case, you know, I'll give an option for that as well, so people can upgrade their membership to get both if they wish. On to the news. Okay, first story, Anthony Watmo, these stories obviously going, no, it's certainly in not order of uh, importance or preference, but um, it's funny, two Watmo stories came out this week and so I wasn't sure which one was which. The first one that came out um, probably around the weekend was saying that uh, Watmo, he's, that's it, he's done, he's retired, he's been, he's been telling people close to him secretly that that's it, he's played his last game of, of uh, rugby league and uh, I thought, you know, whatever. Fuck that guy. But an article came out today or yesterday saying Brad Arthur has admitted for the first time he's unsure whether it's the Anthony will play in the NRL again. Watmoy, after moving to the Eels last season on a lucrative four-year deal, is yet to be cited in 2016 and hasn't played since last July. He remains in Parramatta's rehab group and is considered a week-to-week proposition, but Arthur says the debilitating knee injury that has kept Watmoy out has shown no signs of improvement. Um, he'd love to come back, but I just don't know if his body's going to allow him to. Arthur said. Arthur admits he's almost forgotten about the veteran forward. <laughs> he's in the rehab group, but those blokes tend to get a little, a bit lost once you're playing week to week. Unfortunately, you just focus on the boys that are playing on the weekend. He'd love to keep playing, but if his body won't allow him, it's out of his control. Uh, his knee injury has shown no sign. As I it's been previously reported that the 32-year-old, who's in the second year of his eels contract, is in talks with the club on a severance payout. However, Arthur said he would give Watmo as long as he wanted to decide whether to hang up the boots. His contract so he could take as long as he likes to get himself right he said he's played 303 games over 14 seasons in the nrl 13 years of manly etc blah 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 so you know i've got no love for what my he left on poor terms made his bed and this is chickens yeah right i'm home.
3: not sure and that was much re- of an, a news story i don't think and anyone's and surprised and by they're
2: it. the fuck out of him right now <laughs> quite frankly um, this talk- is what happens to players that leave Manly. There's a Manly curse. The curse is real, and sometimes it hits people. The bigger the cunt you are, on the way out the door, the worse it hits <laughs> you. And what my my God.
3: I'm chatting with a couple of blokes at work, and yeah. their theory is that it's a nice little coincidence that as soon as Parramatta are having, you know, actual yeah D Day salary cap issues,
2: and when they are looking like the going to A, lose points and then B, be like, you need to rectify this, this, this by the you know, next season, then that's a that's a large chunk of salary right there that so can help them out immensely.
3: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm unsure of the rulings. If a player says they retire, does that excuse them from the rest of of all monies owed to them? Or if they retire um, before well, their contract's out, does the club have any sort of
2: I would imagine that, that, that any, any any payouts negotiated would probably go against the cap, but I guess that's the rest. This is this is the the thing that I found really suspicious about um, about Gaznia, back in like you know two thousand ten or eleven or wherever it was. He, when he came back, back for twenty grand. Came back for like fifty Gs or something like yeah. That. How the, and then a backloaded contract where it was like, you know, nothing up front, came in, switched, you know, pinch hit for the the premiership, retired uh, immediately afterward, and therefore, all of that extra 300 grand or whatever that would have gone on the cap, you know, is nullified all of a sudden. And so that, that to me, just seemed like so suspect.
3: It wouldn't have been a hard conversation to have with Anthony Wattemow to say, look, you're buggered, you're broken, you're not going to play again. If you play again, you're going to injure yourself and that's going to be it. You'll be you know Christopher mm. Reeveing for the rest of your life. Yep. And we need to take you off the cap. Yeah. There is some way that they're going to get their money to him. Oh, easily. Outside the books. Yeah, you know now. how it
2: is. No, on the books, just outside the cap. He retires
3: and he's now an takes, employer, takes
2: a employee. The- takes takes a a minimal pay, you know, payout if anything. Yep. And then receives a, a a job that's about the same amount of money or like a you know, a large chunk of money. Yeah, a- as a consultant or as a trainer or as a something yeah and that's it's not on right. on the, and that's not on the cap so there's no um you know exactly and like surely the, surely like the know would look at someone and go oh, fucking come on guys you're taking the piss but, uh, but yeah I'm not sure what they work? could do yeah what could they do interesting they say so, look you know this is this is our job if our administration wants to pay this guy you know 350 grand a year to fucking run the water I want
3: to read the salary cap rules are they publicly available
2: oh they must be there'd be the documents would be there on the NRL website of all that shit nice I think, you, I, think I mean there may not be the exact documents it may be it may, know, be, guidelines like, it may or, be yeah and yeah, it may yeah. be like dumbed down you know like you know for Joe Public a bit you know like less legalese but yeah I mean it sh- it, there's no reason why that wouldn't be accessible I yeah. think
3: nice I'll check it out
2: okay next one Penrith Supremo Phil Gould is promising to keep Skipper Matt Moylan at the NRL Club for life the star fullback in negotiation with the Panthers on a multi-million dollar new deal which would keep him at the foot of the mountains until at least 2021. The 24-year-old, yet to earn a New South Wales origin or test jumper, is contracted until the end of 2017. It's been reported that the four-year deal would see him rival Manly's Daily Cherry Evans as the game's highest paid player. Gould was adamant there was no chance the local junior would ever pull on a rival club's jersey. Matty will be with us for life, it's just a matter of time when we do that, Gould said. We're very confident. The Panthers said last month they were hoping to have Moylan's new deal completed in the near future, but Gould claimed there was no haste in negotiations. Moylan is viewed as the long-term face of the club, as demonstrated by his elevation to captaincy despite the presence of a host of experienced campaigners in the squad. Injuries over the last two years have limited Moylan's NRL appearances. He missed the second half of 2015 with an ankle problem and the first month of this season with a back complaint. So, Penrith Supporter, how handy. Panthers Supporter.
3: Yeah, it's a lovely sentiment. Yeah. And he's the sort of player that that you'd be happy to have at your club. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of hate for him this week, especially on Twitter. Um
2: hate on Twitter? Surely no. you just <laughs> uh,
3: And and I'll get to more of this in in the review of the the Panthers Cowboys game. Yeah. But you know, he he was obviously overshadowed positionally by Lachlan Coote. Yeah. The, the kid's two games back from a, a fairly serious back injury. Yeah. Um he's he's not at 100% yet. I think that it's a good idea Gus is looking to build a club around somebody of his skill level I think it's risky because you do have things like injuries You know, we yep. we just spoke about a story where there's a player with busted knees taking up however much hundreds of thousands yep. of, of Parramatta salary cap uh, and it's a fairly important position yep. so in theory uh, yes I think it's a good idea it also probably means that we don't end up in a situation like the Gold Coast is currently in, where all of its marquee players have gone, yeah. and there's really nobody else that people will come to the club to play with. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of pros, there's some risk, um, but yeah. I'm yet to see anything, you know, football or in life, that's 100% risk-free, yeah. that's worth anything.
2: He'd want to certainly increase his amount of time on-field versus off-field a value for money. Yeah. <laughs> he he's very early
3: in his career. Very early. He's
2: very early. But when players. Are, you know, it's not often that players. You know, like look at like Timmy Moulton, for example. That poor cunt. Ouch. His his career has been cut in half. Yep. Through injury. You know, yeah. Through the the amount of games he's played versus the amount of games he's well, probably you know like been contracted to play.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, that, that's the risk. You know. You, yeah. Again, Lachlan Coote. Yeah. Well, he did his ACL yep. in, in the nines. When he first went to the Cowboys Missed yep. a complete season yep. But he came back from that yep. Won a premiership And then in his second he year He's just history. playing out yep. of his skin He came back from injuries And he's, he's back at 100% And yep. probably better than he was when, Before he got yep. injured Then you look at people like um, you know, Jared Mullen yep. Who every year get injured And never really reached the potential yeah, that, that they could have had So I, uh, I definitely hope Matty Moylan's in the, in the first category
2: The 1%. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, a devastated El Masri has rejected an offer to rejoin the NRL as an ambassador after the governing body offered him a revised contract with 80% less than the deal he was previously on. He's had a long association with head office following the completion of his glittering football career, but the relationship came to an abrupt halt. After he was charged with assaulting his ex-wife, the NRL immediately ordered El Masri to stop making community visits, including one to his son's school, as soon as charges were laid. He cleared his name when police dropped charges last month, with Canterbury immediately welcoming one of their favourite sons back into the fold as an ambassador. The NRL has been much slower in coming to the negotiating table and when it did, he was insulted by their offer. The revised deal, worth about $350 per community visit, works out at about ten grand a year and is approximately 20% of the contract he was previously on. So, um, oh, he said, it goes on to say, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense why he's got the shits with them. I mean, they're saying that, uh, The NRL didn't afford him the presumption of innocence whilst they did give the presumption of innocence to two dads, Sean Kenny Dow, and he was allowed to play while he was waiting for his matter to be cleared in court. And uh, so there was no way Al Masri Masri was going to accept a reduced offer. He said, uh, They've been given another chance to stand by my side and they still haven't. It's hard to take. Instead of standing by my side and moving forward, they've gone backwards. I can't comprehend it, to be honest. It's hard to swallow. I'm disappointed because I've been law for so long, even when the AFL came to poach me as an ambassador. I've always given 100%, especially with what happened lately, I've kept it to myself I didn't want to bag anyone I have a lot of friends in the NRL and I want to continue that friendship with some of them I just don't know what direction they're heading towards I asked if the NRL had offered an apology for not sticking solid while he was waiting to clear his name Al Masri said uh, the only comment they made is that it could have been handled better that's not an apology that's a way out
3: uh, I disagree with him on one point and I agree with him on another Yep. I disagree with him that you know, whilst they could have given him a, pres- a presumption of innocence yep. privately I think they actually did exactly the right thing by saying, until this has gone through the courts, uh, you you don't want to be making any public appearances as the face of the NRL, especially as a community ambassador. Yep. I think his situation is completely different to two dads. I would uh, agree. I've said this before, I really think that if a player is charged, they should stand down. I think that's the best way for the code to say, no one player, no one team is bigger than the issue of domestic violence in the community. Uh, I do agree with Hazm that once he was cleared, he was right to expect it just to be business. Usual. Just
2: slot straight back into where yep. it was. Yep,
3: absolutely fine. Yep. And that's a really poor showing by the NRL. Yep, um, it's just bad decision making. It's yep. really bad decision making. Uh, and so, what was the total you said it was worth? Ten k.
2: Ten k. So he would have been on fifty previously. Because they're, they're saying that he's been dropped. There. Was it
3: eighty percent, or is it eighty percent less? Eighty percent. It's
2: eighty percent less. So it was ten k and then yeah, so you would have been fifty. Yeah, that's so, absolutely horrific. That, yeah, and that's thing, most, most ambassadors are on 10, are on ten k deals, but the thing is, he has like a, a an extra value into an area where they're actually you know fighting a battle at yep. the moment uh, in you know Western Western Sydney. Yeah. So, and not only that, this this article goes through some things that I didn't even know had happened, uh, like. They were staging uh, NRL's Harmony Day in Punchbowl four years ago, and he worked on the project for three months, saved the NRL about $70,000 by arranging free use of Parry Park with the council, as well as organising the associated catering, rides, prizes, and infrastructure. So clearly, they're yeah. getting, and you know, then when you take the the fact that you know he's dealing with you know refugees and people out there like that with English as a second language, and uh, you know him being in the same situation, you know, when he came to Australia, I mean, you know, he clearly has value. In that area where yeah. he lived and played and over and above, you know, what other ambassadors... There's no one else that could probably fill that kind of
4: Put it role this way.
3: that he does. He, he's not doing Lowe's ads. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> exactly. not that sort of ambassador.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, and I think that's pretty poor message for the NRL to send about how it treats people who keep their noses clean.
4: Yep.
2: Uh,
3: because they've done far more for people who have done far worse.
2: Yep the NRL said that they had a full while they had a full complement of ambassadors for 2016 they decided to offer El Masri up to 25 appearances at the going rate regrettably has has declined the offer but we accept his decision they say so um look i think that he he has he has a lot of value that he can provide as an ambassador over and above you know someone like i don't know trying to think of an example but just like your regular ex-footy player i'm yep. well, sure that's great to go to a school and you know go to the country and all that sort of thing but i think yep. in the in the unique situation with the situation in the NRL is they're trying to fight you know fight off yeah. afl like, and, who, and, who's, soccer who's, and stuff. who's the
3: others like mario fennick wendell sailor so yeah, like, like those sorts of
2: guys like mario like, i would i wouldn't if i was at school i wouldn't get excited about fucking mario fennick coming to see you know you know
3: what do you got 16 year old kids hitting wendell sailor up for his contacts
2: yeah <laughs> we
3: got a party on the weekend wendell hook us up <laughs> yeah.
2: make it snow Wendell. you know <laughs> with santa <laughs> frosty
3: you know they're, they're quite they're quite happy to welcome wendell back in yeah um and not saying they shouldn't yeah but then to not not give equal equal treatment to somebody of his quality of characters pretty poor
2: Okay, and finally, um, and I put, relegated this one to finally because we talk about it all the fucking time, and surely the hammer's going to drop eventually. But the fucking cheating... This week in cheating L's... <laughs> oh my God, the L. The, L's.
4: The, the Parramatta
2: L's. They, <laughs> former Chief Executive Scott Seward and his ex-team manager Jason Irvine made secret cash payments into a player's overseas account in breach of salary cap requirements. They're going to be... Okay, so they're, they're going to be the star witnesses. Um, yada, yada, yada... The Eels Club currently are going to say it was all him. He's going to be like, no, nah. I mean, because it, could, it couldn't have been. But um, it's just insane. Like, the... The board members say they had no knowledge of his activities, which they say included secretly negotiating $230,000 a year pay rise for Coach Brad Arthur, and the increase was subsequently reduced to 100 grand a year. Now, with Watmo, he was offered a three-year deal with the Eels, but it wasn't until it was registered with the NRL that the board discovered he'd negotiated a four-year deal, including <laughs> marquee player allowance, which greatly exceeded what he'd been instructed to offer. Um... Then they had the whole Lee Mossop fiasco uh, when he joined from uh, Wigan in 2014 and uh, they deposited 50 grand into his English bank account. Uh, Wayne Beavis was the manager involved there and he organised a two-year contract for 400 grand a season. However, Mossop's arrival was marred by revelations he required shoulder surgery. He played just three games for Parramatta. He wanted a release from the second year of his contract to return home. The NRL was told he'd agreed to receive a payment of 35 grand to secure his release and a termination agreement for that amount was signed. However, documents obtained by Fairfax Media reveal the actual amount negotiated by Beavis and Seward was 85 grand. A further 50k will be paid directly to Lee's UK bank account, I understand, to wrap the matter up, Mr. Beavis wrote in one email. However, the email trail indicates that Mr. Seward had trouble getting the extra 50 grand and in late, Jan- in late January 2015, Jason Irvine, the team manager, became involved. And it goes on to... With, with, look, these are quotes out of emails. Uh, and eventually the fifty grand came. They made two payments of twenty five grand, and uh, but it says as of March twenty fifteen, they were still twenty five grand short. Um, and yeah, then then Kieran Forbes' contract. Remember these? Remember when last year? He had when the was the walkout talk, clause. Yeah, and then there was talk about as well. Like you know, oh Brad Arthur's been you know, targeted by yeah. this. Yeah. This is, coming, this is all coming out. This is why. And so, the um, yeah, there were anomalies with foreign's contract, and he could have walked away with a million-dollar payout if political instability continued on the factionalized board. So they're saying that the, the board was split. They wanted him to be publicly sacked, um, but they allowed him in the end to resign, citing family reasons, the all-encompassing family reasons. Yep. And uh, so he signed a release which said the club has alleged that Mr. Seward has sought to enter into agreements on behalf of the club that if finalised, may have contravened the NRL salary cap rules and or sponsorship rules. And the deed also said Mr. Seward made admissions to the club's directors regarding the allegations. However, he now claims that he signed that deed under duress. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so is it, it's oh, it's pretty it's pretty uh, interesting as well. With Motmo they had these third-party payments. Um a four year deal with uh, um, with another of Steve well uh, you've got um,
3: the, the IT company
2: businessman Bill Moss and he's got and he's got a, a companies controlled by his son Stephen and um, Seward has understood to have negotiated a lucrative four year deal with another of Stephen Moss's companies to provide IT services to the yeah. club salary cap rules of course you know you can't enter into commercial relationships with clubs uh, and, 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 and have moments. them then engage in third party payments yep. to players um, so <laughs> See, first point though. Yeah. The the quality
3: of journalism that we get around sport in Australia, this story has enough shit in it, without having to turn it into clickbait. Well, like the the, thing- the headline was. Yeah. Parramatta caught up, in overseas, overseas banking, banking scandal. scandal. Yeah. There is a UK resident. Yeah. That was owed money, and the bank account he asked for that to go into was a UK bank account. Yeah.
2: The only thing. The thing is though. Um, I'm not going to bag the media too bad on this situation because the NRL, they kind of cleared the yields at the start of the season. They no, sort of said... The, the, I'm, talking, only, I'm talking
3: about their, their yeah. tagline being yeah, yeah, overseas yeah. accounts in the same week that you're talking about the massive, massive, stuff the massive and, uh, yeah. tax evasion, yeah. which I will put out there that we called last week before yeah. any of this broke. Yeah, the Parramatta had offshore accounts. That's
2: true. Um, but my, my point with the, the the newspaper stuff was the NRL basically like, oh, there was all this speculation Parramatta will lose four points. Oh, yeah, fantastic. And they were like, no, they're, cleared. No, they're all clear. And then so Paramount fans are like, you know, start gronking off again. We're going to win the title. Yeah. It wasn't until the media started releasing all these documents to show that there was far more... No, definitely.
3: But I'm saying that they didn't have to lead with a tagline yeah. of overseas accounts. There's enough actual substance to that story. Yeah,
2: yeah without... Ac- but, you know, that's just... That's just media, isn't it? Yeah. Major click. It's the... It's the ex- <laughs> <laughs> the X Factor of journalism. It is the X Factor of journalism. But honestly, this is Eel's situation.
3: It's gone from, look, unfortunately, we stuffed up how we did our third party payments to gross y- misconduct. Systematically,
2: um, on purpose. Yeah. And they've done it for so long. I mean, it, this is surely the the... The smallest, like, lesser return on investment, the least return on investment for cheating in the history of organised sport. I'm not sure I can think of another... I'm not sure I can think of another sport, even, where such systematic cheating has been going on for five to six years with fucking spoons, (laughs) like, two spoons being a result. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the Storm, they did an amazing job. I mean, like, I hate those cards, but they did a fantastic job on the cheating. Not only did they do a fantastic job at the time of cheating, they went... Grand final. Yeah. Grand final. That's it. They grand final loss, grand final win, grand final loss. Yep. Grand final win. And I'm mean, sure, you know, yeah. two of those were taken off them. Yep. Then they managed to still negotiate through that dark time, to releasing minimal important players. Yep. And winning a legit, I say in air quotes, comp yeah. a couple of years after that. So... That's cheating and doing it right. And not only that, building the foundation from the cheating that even after being caught and punished massively, still maintain that foundation and have been successful ever since, including, you know, a grand final.
3: Yeah.
2: A grand final and a win in that grand final. at Parramatta... <laughs> systematic... And like and their systematic che- cheating... Like, you need, like... You need like a scroller of all their offences. I like a Star Wars at Star Wars. You <laughs> need like a fucking crawl of, of text of all their offences. Except instead of like, you know, majestic John Williams, you want to fucking put a bed under there of like a Benny Hill thing. Because in addition to their cheating, then they've got things like let's sign fucking oh fucking blasted knees flop my after a four year deal for fucking hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars. Let's fucking sign Corey Norman to a fucking massive, you know, uh, you know, contract as large as fucking Middle Earth for this Gandalf yeah. motherfucker. Let, oh,
3: it's, Here's the thing though. I've, I've, there's been a lot of talk around what people hope will happen and what yeah. should happen. And yes, is that I would. I don't know, I'm I'm of two minds. Yes, I, I really think there sh- there has to be some effect to the club. Oh, I would prefer because the the people that are going to be hurt here are the fans and the players. Made their bed. No, they didn't. They did no. They rented the hotel room at
2: best. They could have. They could have supported another club. I'm saying they made their bed.
3: No, they couldn't have supported another club. Yeah, they could have. No, they can't be state traders, team traders, anything traders. <laughs> That's their team. But in. <laughs> I'd like. I'd prefer to see a complete clear out of the board, and the club moving team. forward from there. No, you, seriously though, to, to penalise a club um, a certain amount, maybe for this season, They should be playing that, for zero points for the entire season. That's fair enough. Um, but we've said it before. To some people, rugby league is more than a pastime. Rugby league's more than something they enjoy watching, playing, being a part of. It the, they're passionate about it, and I think too much of it, uh, or going in too heavy-handed to the the rugby league club for the wrongdoing of the administrators.
2: They need your the cops or the fucking to storm it. cops. Otherwise, you're actually you're actually the people you're not being fair to. Oh yeah, definitely. Are storm fans, definitely. Minimum. And like and and. Let's let's be perfectly real. They are cunts. Storm fans are cunts. Let's not make a mistake about that. Yeah. However, so are Eels fans. <laughs> and they need to be punished as badly. I mean and like quite frankly, if it were me, it would be they'd play for zero points this season. They'd have to get their side under a, a, a monetary limit for next season. Yep. And so that would probably involve releasing people like, you know, They'd probably want to build around for him, but you know, it would require the release of people like Jennings, for example.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, now look, here's the thing. Parramatta, move the club to Perth. Um, stop it. Bury the cunts underneath the table for like next season as well, just to teach them. because like, I mean, they're, they're they're accustomed to spoons, but what you need yeah. to get them on that that zero points thing, and uh, <laughs> so they can so they can feel you know incredible trolling from all the other 15 clubs. is
3: pa- my natural enemy.
2: And your it, natural enemy sorry why are you your natural enemy because I support Penrith yeah but I mean they're like they're Manly's natural enemy even though we've no. all gravitated to the storm in modern history
3: no the 80s rivalry was generally between Manly and Canterbury
2: except for all those grand finals against Parramatta
3: no no, no, no. <laughs> no the cultural rivalry yeah no but you ask you ask anybody who's Penrith's most hated team answer's always Parramatta. They're the closest team to us, geographically, socioeconomically. You know, um, <laughs> you talk yourselves up. But <laughs> I, I don't see the point in in punishing the team. I agree that they should be punished to at least the extent of of what the Storm got. But moving forward, the NRL needs to come in and show that it won't be tolerated and that it, it's the responsibility of yeah. the I feel,
2: board. I feel like they did that with the Storm, though. They showed them that it wouldn't be tolerated, and yet, as this is going on, these fucking imbeciles are fucking implementing, yeah, implement their own plans. But with, with the Storm, they... It's got like re- they lost the grand final Who the did storm, they lose? Like, they, mm. lost,
3: they lost Greg Inglis. 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 And Folau. And Folau was already gone.
2: Folau was already gone to rugby after that, 2008, so that was before it even dro- The hammer didn't drop until 2010. There you go, so... So he was gone anyway. Um... Didn't he go to the Broncos for all? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he yeah but he left the Storm. So, yeah, left the storm, you know, They lost Greg Inglis, and they got to keep Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk. Yep. So what, the cheating the capital allowed deal. them to keep it, and they yeah. got to keep those players. Yeah. But if you want the administra- administrators of a rugby league club to do the right thing, it needs to affect them. Because let's oh. be frank... Yeah, losing Greg Inglis, how did that affect the back office of the Melbourne Storm?
2: Well, no, but they, you know, guys like Waldron and everything, they all got fucking axed as well. So that's they did lose. They they did how, lose. But it. how many of them though? Was it was it a the ones the, the ones who were no, it wasn't a It was the ones who were involved in it. There you go. It wasn't a complete. I mean, it wasn't everyone involved in the storm. So the if storm you was say managed he- by you know a very clever. Of people yep. that insulated, you know, even people like Bellamy and that from it as well. Yeah, you know, spot to on. Point where he didn't know.
3: Spot on. So if you so. say that there's a total clean out of board level, if there's found to be rorting the salary,
2: because it has to be the board, it has to be the, the board people that actually, yeah, you know, I mean, they have to find establish who actually, are, no, 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 who was if, involved. Like you can't just like, so, I mean, because are people there who might have no fucking idea. We'll put it this way: in this happens, the, you know in the real
3: world, if there's a board of directors and a company's found um, wrongdoing, yeah, then the entire board takes liability you can go into the nitty gritty of who did what but at the end of the day if you are the director of a company you're taking on director's responsibility well, yeah, yeah. so it should be the same thing with the rugby league club because there's your incentive for other board members to make sure that things are above board yeah. if you're next on the chopping block you'll make sure that everything's
2: clean Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I've got no problem with all that. But I mean, it's like you're doing a whole speech then about you can't go too hard. What? what no, but fu- you can't
3: go too hard on the team. Yeah, but, on what, the are you ta- but what are
2: you talking about? Too hard? You said that doing. You said hitting them as hard as a storm would be fine. Oh mate, so I've, too hard I've seen.
3: I've seen people on Twitter talking about how they oh. they should be hit so hard that they're a laughing stock for five are. years. Yeah, they yeah. already are. I
2: know.
3: Um, <laughs> Or you know those people who are out there with Cronulla saying that they they should have points stripped for the next three years and have to come out every year and
4: just just
2: just fucking pat, all all the, I just the basics you know storm stuff is all that I really require is that they're playing for zero points this season they have to release players to get down to a certain point and maybe they might be punished to the point where you know maybe they you know, they can't spend up to the cap. Like what the cap would be. But in saying that, they have to release that, players under you know to to achieve a certain financial target mm-hmm. um, on under the salary cap. Uh, and you know maybe the, you know if you want to go extra hard because you know like these motherfuckers should have known better after the storm thing and they still did it, then maybe you would do a suspended thing that can you know be like a guillotine to hang over their fucking heads to say look, yeah, if we if you break the cap by even one fucking dollar this year under probation at the moment, and then boom. Yep. There's another fucking twenty yep. points gone, something like that. That's fine too. If you want to, you know, have like a preventative thing to make them think twice about even, you know, remotely doing anything. Um, but the other people
3: that I believe should be called into question, who never are, are the player managers.
2: Yeah, it's the, the reason why is it's just it's hard to, it's hard to it's hard to implicate them because all they're doing is like you know oh, you know we want this money we want that money. They go, fuck, that's not their, you know what I mean? Like, it's not oh, their yeah. job to, it's the club's job to make that money appear. And, like, so they can say, okay, so they got, they might, they could very much, they could suspect things. And, like, certainly bigger managers as well who have a large number of players, they would know the financial, they would know what everyone's on. Because yes. Because not even their players. So they would have the ability to do, like, the mental arithmetic and be like, well, oh, fuck, these guys are close to the cat. They can probably only spend, like, you know, 300 grand. And then they've come and off offered me fucking seven. So, yeah you know they would have that sort of inkling stuff but no, certainly nothing you can nail onto the wall about though you know what i mean so
3: two contracts yeah well with different figures on them mm. that's that's sort of something you can-
2: yeah but that didn't get but that's you know that didn't mm. that didn't get anyone that didn't implicate anyone so i mean i don't even i don't know can't even remember that was fucking five six years ago i can't remember, yeah i can't remember how that was set up to the point that it wasn't like a manager's cons- you know what i mean
3: yeah, I don't know how they got out of it either. Yeah. That there were two contracts and a Suzuki I Swift I rem- in the model. But
2: I remember at the time that you know that was one of the early things, like the managers, you know that was going to be a thing, and it went away immediately. So it makes leads me to believe that yeah. there's nothing they could do. You know, yeah. It, it was Fair a enough. watertight situation, I guess. But um, yeah, this is this it, This situation gets grimier by the day, and the uh, and I heard that perhaps it could be Friday. Really? So it shows out Thursday, very, very early Thursday for us this week. So it could be Friday. Could be Black Friday for Parramatta.
3: Rebecca, Black Friday.
2: Well, that's a good Friday though, isn't it?
3: That's pretty horrible fucking Friday. Have you ever heard of the
2: song? Have I heard the song? i like, fucking a thousand times. <laughs> it's like the theme song for a day of the week, man. <laughs> fun, 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 looking forward to the weekend. But not Parramatta. Because they'll be getting fucking trolled. And losing points.
3: I'm trying not to cry here that you know so many words to that song.
2: Oh, mate. I could fucking drink. I could probably get into the memory banks and do a pretty close approximation of the entire lyrics of that song.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This week in Hermit Lifestyles.
2: But yeah, so it wouldn't be, um... (coughs) So yeah, it would be Black Friday for Parramatta fans, but for everyone else, it would be like Rebecca Black. (laughs) (laughs) stay
3: true Parramatta fans it's not your players fault
2: or the alternative course of action that you could do you could listen to your step Jay or you can listen to your dad Nate and uh, turn on that club support a good team rip up your memberships if you're a local club uh, club member turn up to the ground and um, slag off everyone entering and leaving the building and um, start a petition up to move them to Perth This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live. The ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. And uh, I had some tweets coming through. Uh, Aussie Jag this week said that uh, League Live is the best sports app on the market. Been using it for a long time. No need for any others. And uh, right before we started recording tonight. and So in that void between completing the notes for the show and actually uh, doing the show... There was a whole discussion, people were bigging up uh, Sportsmate and then, then tweeting them and saying how great it was, and they were getting in there and replying as well. A lot of people asking about, you know, could they, you know, add streaming and things like that into it, and obviously, you know, with rights deals and that the way they are, they can't actually do that. I mean, it would be great, like, it would make a great thing even better if they could even, you know, get the, the audio, you know, get an arrangement together, you know, with like, I don't know, ABC Grandstand or you know, something the, like that. To, you know what,
3: um, I'm not even that demanding. The most important thing for me is in my apps, my tech, anything that I use. Yep. Rely a fucking ability. And I'll tell you what, the amount of times I've been let down by the NRL app, I looked on there on Twitter today. Yep. And somehow they've confused the tigers and the dragons.
2: Well, it was kind of like they had superimposed the dragons over the tiger or vice versa. Yeah. It's like they'd actually superimposed one logo over the other. That's it. Which is um So that's weird.
3: that's confusing at the best mm-hmm. of times. Yep. Like each of those fan groups you know should have some some self-loathing. You imagine them combined. Yeah. But yep. the sports app has never ever ever let me down. The scores are always on point. Yep. It's updated regularly. Um the flow of play and shit
2: Absolutely phenomenal. Exactly. As reliable as Matt Moylan. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> this is a sponsor. We really appreciate them, and so we uh, we we love their reliability. And uh, it's certainly not Matt Moylan, because this app will work for you all season long. (laughs) And it won't just stop working in fucking June just because it feels like it. It'll actually work all season long. That's why it's so amazing. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. And make sure you give them a tweet at Sportsmate as well. And let them know how much you love the app, because they love hearing about it. Now... On to the recaps for Round 6, and we kicked off with Thursday Night Football. The Brisbane Broncos, 26, to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, nil. The Broncos, 26 points, came from tries to Corey Oates, Alex Glenn, Anthony Milford, uh, Jordan Cahu, Corey Parker, 3 or 4 conversions, and 2 of 2 penalty goals.
3: Yeah, I think this week uh, showed again that the Dragons' main problem is their lack of size. They're a fairly small team compared to a lot of the other ones out there, and
2: I'm almost willing to say that they're after the the second trouncing to nil in a row that they've taken, and uh, there was one there that they took to two points, 30 yep. to two. I think that their major problem is is the sport of rugby league.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so look, they, they they do have some problems around the field, but I I just seem to see that all night they. They were trying to contain Brisbane's forwards. They were bunching up, and that just left so much space on the outside for people like Oates to get in. Um, he's looking like a, a decent, decent tenner for first try scorer every week, and you'd end up well, very much ahead at the end of the season.
2: Our mate, our mate Sam, is fucking cleaning up. Oh, he's close to a grand on him. It's over that, I think. I might even have a tweet from him. This one about no, for, I didn't. I didn't include it, but he was saying that basically. It's like twelve hundred dollars plus. That's you know, fantastic. Yeah, just through Oates' first try scores. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, um,
3: with the Broncos, you know, there was all the stuff that came out during the week about the the rat in the ranks and yep.
2: you know, Maguire. Oh, Josh I, Maguire. I,
3: I don't think that um, that that was any reason for their performance.
2: Yeah, though they fucking won. Us. They won twenty six nil, and yeah, but, it wasn't pretty. But I mean. The defence held. If, yeah, they if, scored enough points. They scored plenty of points. If Brisbane
3: had been playing like like they were last year, yeah, all season, and then all of a sudden put in this performance, then maybe there'd be some truth to that, oh, the rat thing affected the, the
2: players. Or if they won like 10-0. Yeah. Like where it was just a game where they were awful, but the Dragons They're were just... yeah, awful. Yeah, they, they yeah. Were, they, the Dragons were doing their normal thing, and no, no matter how awful the Broncos were, they still found a way to just win. That's like you know six you know six two or something like that. That's yeah. you know that that's a real dissension sort of thing.
3: I know we didn't address it in the news section, but but this Broncos rat thing, I honestly think was as simple as you know they weren't going to the person saying you're a fucking rat, keep your fucking mouth shut, or we'll fucking have you out of here. It's got to be fairly apparent to the team that somebody has blabbed to their manager yeah. in saying, oh hey. Gillett's being shopped out to St George, and they reckon he's going to get this. Yeah. I'm coming up. What
2: do you think I should be looking yeah. at?
4: Yeah.
3: And then the manager's leaked it.
4: Yeah.
3: People have gone to him and said, "Shut your fucking mouth about the years.
2: yeah, well, yeah I, I think the story that I think the story is all one hundred percent true. But I also think that you know, professional sports team in this day and age, it's not like one. It's not like this massive schism that they that they're trying yeah. to make out. Either
3: the proportion it's been blown out yeah. of is larger than Connie, Connie Harrell in a car. <laughs> yep, can't so,
2: argue with
3: that. Yeah, the, the Broncos again just, just didn't seem to be executing properly.
2: Um, you what, you and, know, you know who went all right? Your mate, Urban Samurai. I oh, feel the losing st- side. He's tri- what a tryer. Tri- I mean, he, he, he fucked himself up trying to score a try at one he's, stage, there, you know. When when the game was actually still kind of, you know, kind of they're kind of in it still, you know, at least you know score wise. But uh, you know, other than that, it felt to me like he was the only one trying to do anything. Yeah, look. Maybe the criticism of his hairstyle, you know, coming from this show, has stung. It's making him, you know, put in a bit more. But
3: I just think he realizes how much of a cunt he looks like. This is a bad bunch. He figures if he does nothing but run all game, at least his hair will be flowing in his trading card picture next year. That's his only motivation. Yeah. Self-righteous cunt. But um uh, the Dragons deserve to lose the game. Anytime they got in anything that looked like a scoring position, they they fucked it up for themselves. Yep. Um Man Bun got close a couple of times, but but even in tries that a a proper second rower should score, should be able to force a ball down from he. He couldn't get them down and was held up by blokes half his size. So <laughs> the the dragons have probably got got some soul searching to do. Losing Benji Marshall in the lead up um, is obviously going sandy. to be a blow. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, if if for, no, for no other reason than your preparation. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the Broncos look to be cruising. Yeah. Um, but again, I say it, and, and I'm echoing myself every week. If, if they don't start flexing those execution muscles, they're going to lose them. And when they come up against a team where they really need to execute and be on point.
2: If they're keeping within themselves, though, and not, you know, stressing themselves out and, you know, recovery's not a big problem and things like that, and they can win like that, then, you know, if I were a coach, I'd like, you know, that's fine until it happens. Because, you know, they had the game against the Cowboys, which is the one where they were really pressed and they still found a way to win and everything, so... Yep. You know, they seemingly can turn it on when they need to, but, you know, turning on in April is obviously Yeah, but you know, they're not going to
3: have the motivation of, you know, round four revenge for a grand final.
2: No, but if you need, you know... That Every kind single of time, it, time they need no. to. But if you if you need, you know, simple revenge as a motive to, to get up for a game, then you need to fucking question your reasons for playing the sport entirely. Like, there you, yeah. if, if you can't If you can't get yourself up to win...
3: You, you heard it here win. first. Yeah. Broncos should question their worth as human beings.
2: Well, yeah, clearly, and their fans. Yeah, that's not what I was saying, but I do support that statement (laughs) one (laughs) hundred percent. Paul Mac underscore seventy eight. The Dragons are like the chap like at school. He's spent ten days in Queensland and failed to
4: score.
2: (laughs) The Ibis, as a Queenslander, I respect the hell out of Dugan's ability to run the ball with strength. I'd love to have a pineapple cruiser with him. MJ Eagle twenty three. This Broncos-Dragons match is just like Batman versus Superman. You just want it to end. <laughs> uh, Hammers. Broncos aren't boring because they take the two. They're boring because they could be so much better. Which obviously echoes what you just said then. At Ives 81. So my wife, who never listens to This Week in League, agrees with Jay. Number 9's haircut looks like looks like my sum up, sum down hairstyle I had when I was 10. <laughs> and uh, finally Hoop Dog 87 said... Uh, can we combine the Matoutia brothers into Matoutatron, the decent <laughs> first grader? <laughs> Next up, uh, the Sydney Roosters got on the board defeating the Rabbitohs 17-10 to 10, uh, at ANZ Stadium in front of a crowd of just a touch over 18,000. Friday Night Football the Roosters, their 17, came from tries to Daniel Tupo, Aiden Guerra and Dylan Knapper. Um Jackson Hastings, two of three conversions and a critical field goal. And the Rabbitohs, their 10, came from tries to Aaron Gray and Cody Walker. Bryson Goodwin, one of two conversions.
3: i tell you, the best thing about this game is that I won't get any more knock knock who's there Owen
2: Owen something whatever you know every fucking
3: week as yeah. if it was the first time that I'd heard that
2: joke yeah it was a good joke though the first time it's a cracking joke packed with X-Factor <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of
3: X-Factor yeah that's it Um, there, there was another one I think it was my uncle told me about where there was some sort of Peter Brock reference to
2: okay. 0 okay. and 5 oh because he had zero five 5 on the camera. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, I'm not a, I'm a car yeah. racing guy. To
3: be yeah. honest with you, um, it it was probably a, a, a good result for the wider Louis Kama with Arva just absolutely destroying two tries yeah. in the opening little while. Um, the the Roosters just looked like they had more will out there. They've been threatening it for a couple of weeks. Well,
2: they the the Roosters they had they had nothing, but then they had this fucking rampaging ringer, Dylan Napa. Oh played one of the best like forwards games in fuck ages oh yeah that dude was fucking murdering people in defense running like a fucking maniac got himself a try as well you know got himself with the nudie run like just just the perfect the perfect fucking game
3: and he won't play origin
2: no no mm. he won't well he's he's one of the ones that's he's got the he's got the band here, yeah yep
3: but even, even people like Hastings. And, and cast mind back to last year when Mitchell Pearce was out. Yep. I can't remember if it was for injury or for being a prick
2: or... I think it was injury on that okay. occasion. Uh, yellow dress was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't yellow dress. It was okay. like sort of the finals um, you know, last year, yeah. The, yeah, it was, Hastings... It was beast mode. Yeah. You
3: know, so, so he's got he's got the capacity. Um, he, he probably doesn't have some of the quality outside him that he did then. Yep. But... I, I really think that the Roosters did it purely on, on coming together as a team, and the five losses, while well, it definitely won't help them on the ladder at the end of the year, yep. uh, that that sort of experience, especially for young players to come through, yep. uh, will be character building for
2: them. Tell you what, I you're you talking about the um, the karma. but fucking Ferguson, he's been fucking hopeless this year. Oh, like mate, just he, no idea. He's just in in Fergie planet. And he was, like, I mean, like, you know, shit cunt that he is, he was fucking sensational at times last year, like, fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, year, athletically gifted. Absolutely fucking hopeless.
3: Yeah. But he's he's almost like that kid who um, w- was an OK player and when the team was going OK would be all over the place and trying yep. his guts out, but...
2: When the team's it, down, he just drops his head
3: and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or... Or if the, we we had one kid at school who was fantastic when he was playing with us, he was all excited and happy and pumped, yep. but if the numbers didn't work out, and they made him go and be on the other team that his mates weren't in,
2: yep.
3: he'd just sort of kick his toes around and yep, not want yep. to get involved, yep. and Fergie just seems to be there. Yeah, Just would rather be anywhere else than out on the field.
2: You got anything else?
3: Oh, add? mate, yep. You know, get Reynolds back this week. Yep. I think he, we, we need a nickname for Souths. For one of their players. We've got nicknames for a lot of others. I was banding around during the week that we call Reynolds Centrelink. For the reason of... He's the saviour of Redford. <laughs> so I'm, I'm throwing out there. That's not definitive. Yeah. Uh, somebody come up with a nickname for for Adam Reynolds. Yep. Tweet at the show. We'll use it on going.
2: Alright, cool. Is that it? That's it. Okay, Ma underscore Aaron... Great game by Napa The only good thing we've seen a male redhead do Since Richie Cunningham let Fonzie move in <laughs> Shutter 86 Such a spirited performance from Dylan Napa When I didn't even know he had a soul uh, Sam McNally 5482 Just when you thought there couldn't be a worse team than the Dragons There's two <laughs> South and the Roosters <laughs> I mean, yeah Come on now The Dragons <laughs> we did come off 26-0 <laughs> After like 40-0 or whatever the week before uh, Solzy04 Greg the Hidden has a new meaning tonight as he pretty much hid the entire game. And that's true, his form's got to be be getting to the stage where it's starting to ring alarm bells from Queensland because he's usually started to to get his origin taper going by now. It's got to be injury. Yeah. don't know, it's it's not good though. Um, Yeah, but nah. Fucking Rabideaus of the Richmond Tigers in the NRL completely fucking useless. Should be taken out the back and shot. That's... Why a West Tigers fan? would be so passionate about the Rabbitohs performance, I don't know.
4: Yeah.
2: I do not know. Saturday afternoon, the Parramatta Eels 36 defeat the Canberra Raiders 6 at the Pillow Fortress, crowd of just shy of 13,000 in attendance. And the uh, the L's had double to Jennings. Kieran and Bo Scott, Ken Edwards and Brad Takerangi tries. Michael Gordon, perfect six of six conversions. And the Raiders a try to the Techno Viking and a conversion to Jared Croker. And that was it.
3: Yeah, tough afternoon for the uh, for the old Raiders. And, and look, I, I know that again, I, I shouldn't enjoy watching Parramatta play at all, but there is something <laughs> I just I really enjoy watching Michael Gordon play football. Yeah, you know he,
2: he's. I enjoyed watching him back when he was at Penrith. He was fantastic at Penrith, he was mainstay of my fantasy size so of sensation. Oh, it's
3: amazing, and and I think he's showing that. Again, whilst there was talk about him getting an Origin jersey yeah. three years ago. That would have been about his peak time, I think, yeah. Yeah, b- before he, he suffered the biscuits. to
2: um, like the Sharkies. Mm,
3: he's still the sort of player that, that I just really, really enjoy watching. Um, the other thing I can't believe is that purely based on form, Corey Norman, I would say, is in the top, three or four playmakers in the comp at the moment. And I, I'm living in some fucking sort of bizarro world. Yeah. Where, where he's starting to, to live up to what he thinks of himself. You know, he's, the, the speed at which he plays has increased and if you do that often enough during a game, if you're constantly at that level, you're going to create more opportunities. Yeah, You know, he's, he's going strongly to the line. He's, Passing more than than not passing, which is an absolute revelation yeah. <laughs> for him. Um, yeah. uh,
2: Body snatcher.
3: Yeah, he he's he's probably worth every, every bit as much as Kieran Foran is to that attack. Yep. Um, and it's a credit to the Eels and with a what's going on in their club at the moment and b the the heartbreaking, soul shattering sphincter-puncturing loss they suffered last week that they were able to pick themselves up off the
2: floor <laughs> uh, and, and get up for this game. Yeah. Look, yeah, I mean, the, and the thing is, they're gonna, even if they get all their points, Doc, they're going to still put performances like this together because remember what happened with the Storm? Yep. Like, immediately after, they started beating teams 40 nil. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immediately there was that time when, you know... They the galvanised them. The adrenaline, you know, wore off, and they did suffer some losses. Yeah, it was like really four games, three games, yeah. four games, or something. Um, but then they, you know, came back and you know provided some nuisance value and uh, going on there. But this one, it's fucking reality yeah. check for the Raiders. Really, that's that's the main thing to take out of it. They was absolutely smashed into oblivion, and and, and it was a game when personnel wise, they should have felt like you know perhaps, you know, it was good, it was a good game yeah. for them, a good match up for them. It's certainly a good test of where they were, and they found out real quick. I'll tell
3: you what though, in a beaten side, somebody needs to buy Laurie Daly a fucking television or an iPhone or an iPad or something he can watch rugby league on because he's not fucking watching it. Yeah. They need to clockwork Orange's fucking eyes open and they need to show him Blake Austin in a losing team.
2: Yeah.
3: He's like a kid in under sevens. He just wants to be where the ball is. Yeah. And that, in the state of origin environment... ...is worth its weight in absolute fucking gold. The guy who's going to chase every single ball down... Yeah. ...all the time, every time, no matter how fucking tired he is... Yeah. ...that's what New South Wales need.
2: Did you you hear that Laurie Daly, he he feels that New South Wales needs Moylan, Dugan... ...and who else, who's the next one, Tedesco... All in the side. Oh my fucking god! So, so what so what that means is that one of those guys will be playing full back
3: One will be
2: five-eighth. Five and then what? Then I guess does that mean Dugan in the centre or you know Tedesco on a wing? Ooh, or it's gonna what? fucking die. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking hell. Anyway, back to this game. Uh, Paraman Mark Two. Don't worry about Austin. Three sixteen. Para three sixteen says we just made you choke on a giant bag of dick, Stuart. You parasitic little cunt. <laughs> I'm a Parramatta fan. so bitter to Ricky Stewart when really he kicked off the the rebuild that has him here now. I mean, it was a painful rebuild. You guys are a
3: test tube baby on Ricky's seat.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, At Trent Slats, title stripped on track to be the most dominant team of the past decade. It's true. Adrian underscore Maitland, just when you think Canberra have turned the corner, they go and do that. Hours later, I'm still unreasonably salty. Ash fucking poses <laughs> And he did He sent a tweet Like immediately after And then I thought I'll use this one Like the more <laughs> The more recent of them Saturday afternoon again The mighty Manly Seagulls 34 Smash the Warriors In New Zealand Mount Smart Stadium Touch over 16,000 In attendance Manly's 34 Came from tries To uh, Money to power Josh Starling Double to Steve Mathai And uh, Tommy Turbo Also a try Jamie Lyon 5 of 5 conversions And 2 of 2 penalty goals in kicking performance Fucking throwback the Warriors eighteen came from tries to Blake H, but Isaac, Luke, Solomon, Akata and Sean uh, Johnson three of three conversions. Mm. You guys let Ashford score. Yeah, but Steve Matai did score two tries to him, and Marty Tapia as well. So
3: you let him in once.
2: Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> you did see how that try happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> They had about a thousand uh, penalties in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they took a they took a quick tap. And uh, Look, I think well, it was uh, two of us, the chef, took a quick tap. And he just sort of, he was like walking forward, like, yeah. waiting for the ref to pull him up. And then. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Play the whistle, son. <laughs> Played the whistle.
2: And, uh, and the whistle never got blown. And they tackled him, you know, thankfully just in time. But after that, because everyone was kind of bunched up, like, okay, it's penalty situation. And. Um, yeah no, then there was just no one. They yeah. threw it out to Ashford, who was uh, you know peeling some oranges on the sideline. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> he quickly dropped his fucking uh, paring knife. And <laughs> I'll
3: defer to you on this one, but the the one thing from an outsider's perspective I saw was the again when you when you've got people in unfamiliar positions or filling in in positions they're not going to be in long term, the best you can hope for is that they're improving week on week. Yeah. And I think your halves this week showed just a, a little bit more creativity than it they was did just, last it week. Was, which it was, was a zero. little bit
2: more, yeah. It was that, um, it was that a little bit more. And fucking Jesus Christ, if fucking Uppy had realised that he knew how to do these soft ass like mm. just like fucking like oh, hot blonde fucking <laughs> with his fucking ass on her, like these little soft fucking kicks, he just puts them through, and they just they just. They're hard enough to get through yeah. the line, but then they were just so soft they'd bounce up, or just drop dead, you know, or just stop dead. It's almost, like,
3: it's almost like he's seen a kitten on the freeway, and he needs to run in, scoop this kitten up, and, sl- and just gently get it over <laughs> out of harm's way yeah. before the semi trailer comes. Yeah, yeah, marvellous. Just,
2: just and and he did about he learned that at Penrith. Half a yeah, do- uh, you probably learned from Brett Stewart and trained through a week to be quite no. honest, but he did about half a dozen of them, and there were tries coming off them, bulk repeat sets, like it was just fucking great to see, hmm. and and basically the the with those guys in the so halves, like the poor options reduced, the good options increased three thousand percent, and you know and ultimately what you get for that is an absolute fucking ass whipping. And uh, yeah, we always win in Sheepsland, and and we did it again.
3: So basically, Barrett's an absolute super coach. Oh, he's, he's say lulled, that. he's lulled their entire defensive structure into thinking there's going to be no passing, no kicking for the whole game. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's let Arpy loose on him.
2: That sounds like a team honesty session <laughs> result. though really, but like, he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> Look, read your fucking game. <laughs> pass the ball when the pass needs to be done. If we're five meters out, nothing to doing. Just put in a grubber or something so we can tackle them and get a repeat <laughs> set or something. Fuck's sake! <laughs> but, look,
3: it, you know, but it worked. It's off it often. Rugby league is a very, very simple game. You build pressure. You
2: you'll yeah. score points. And and yeah, and that's that's what they did. I mean, it's great. You can see you can once again you can see that the team they want to win, and you can see that there's great camaraderie and like you know spirit within the side as well. And honestly, even if you're losing games, I mean, if you keep seeing that, then t- that shit's going to build and turn around before too long. And, you know, doesn't really have, not have to turn around. I mean, they've won three of the last four, and, you know, barely... The one they lost, they barely lost. Mm. So um, I'm pretty happy with the way things are building at the moment. And, uh, players to come back in, into the side. Fucking... The forwards, though. I mean, like the Warriors have got, like, a, a decent pack of forwards. I mean, that's one of their, you know, advantages. And they've absolutely trampled them. Madalino is usually fantastic mm, yeah he was absolutely made into a prison bitch
3: he was hung over oh, there was some, something wrong something with him wrong. He, he had the flu or the squirts or he something was a,
2: he was just shook he was yeah. just the, the, he was the, the schoolyard bully and some of, some of his little kid just walked up smacked him in the face <laughs> and he's like the fuck you do that for <laughs> and then just went and hid for the rest of recess but um and fucking two of us are shake that fucking attempt to tackle <laughs> for
3: the last <laughs> try <laughs>
2: Where he just stood there and watched Tommy turn yeah. straight past him. It was, for, for me, it was wonderful to see. I mean, I'm you know, fucking barred up it was amazing. But um, when you've got a team beat so badly like that, and that's the sort of stuff, you don't want to see your fullback doing that under any circumstances. Yeah, most definitely like. not. What the fuck, mate? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that, that's, you know... That's how, you, you know, you should be getting blocked by a player in your own team on Twitter after something like that. <laughs> you know, you're abusing him so bad. It's just, those, it's just one of those things, like, I don't, I don't mind losing a game as long as you see the efforts there. Yes. And if they're not doing that thing where they're shaking hands and laughing after the game. That like you probably, shits me to tease. If you've gotten touched up, you should. I want to see the player that looks absolutely fucking filthy about it. Yep. Like, just cannot get over it. Yep that's the players I mean I know it's you know it's it's a different game to what it used to be and you know professional blah blah players making lots of money All Friends. I
3: don't don't want anybody going to the team that beats them and finding out where their kids go to school but for that but somewhere in that ballpark while you are still on that field you you live um, breathe bleed die for that jersey and if even socialise after even
2: if it's just for show yep for the fans because I mean that's it. like fans don't don't ask you know don't ask a lot is mean players get a lot of fucking money and it's the fans aren't asking for that I mean yeah. all you want is a team that competes for the full 80 minutes yep and if they lose it looks like it fucking hurts
3: yep and Spot yeah,
2: on. even if it's acting I don't care if you fucking Start laughing the second the the locker room door shuts, yep I just, just don't, I just don't want to fucking see it
3: socialize after
2: socialize after yeah, you can yuck it up with your buddy that you used to play within the other team like one person that did fucking show that it hurt though Ryan Hoffman yeah crap i've never seen him so fucking wild, like he was fucking wild Mate, I, see, I,
3: look he's obviously used to a very disciplined side
2: i'm hoping guys were saying me I hoping guys that like Jamie Lyon and that were saying yeah dropping like forty nil. <laughs> because that's that sort of thing you think we'd get the hackers but uh,
3: I think it's you know again you, you look at people that, that you know in real life that have worked for work somewhere all of a sudden yep. have gone somewhere for whatever it was more money more yep. flexibility whatever it may be uh, promise the world yep. and realise the place is just an ICC yep. and see how frustrating it is for them Yeah. imagine a guy going from Bellamy's world
2: yeah to this fucking idiot big fans
3: world to the fucking middle earth yeah imagine what he's thinking day in day out the motivation's got to be hurting
2: yeah and uh, it's funny in uh, Jakey Turbo like behind the try line fucking trolling him too like he's just like, like he's just he's going wild and Jakey's just sort of going up and tapping him and like and, like, <laughs> and, like, and he just and every time he try and walk away he just goes up and like just niggle him again yeah. uh, good to see you, good times it's just
3: great so I, I think that deserves an absolute punch in the face
2: yeah but Hoffman's not the guy to do it no he's not he should have been sent off for absolutely fucking gobbing off at the referees yeah. as well at one stage. I mean, he reckons, he thought he had a point because, you know, they, they got mm. out of the in-goal area. Of course they didn't. I mean, the bunker, once again, the system works. The bunker knows all. Yep. how All hail the bunker, especially for critical decisions like that, that benefit so you, my side. I
3: didn't th- I didn't think of that till you said that, but looks like Tommy Turbo is going to be the next Michael Ennis. How so? Just,
2: just the whole little
3: niggle, niggle, niggle.
2: That was Jake that was doing the niggle. Oh, Jake, was it? Okay. Because it was his brother that scored the try. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: So he didn't even score and he was doing... No, oh, he was... no, he's in us now then.
2: No, and no, I see Hoffman Hoffman was going berserk yeah. and trying to start fights because something happened before that last try. Something happened in, like, play the ball and, like, he's... And they Hoffman's like. off, like, an eye-gouder. Like he's gone for something. And then, so, the try gets scored. The manly players come in to celebrate and then a bunch of warriors come in to try and start fucking throwing right. them down. And so then Hoffman's just like... Filthy just going off berserk and so Jake's just like poke (laughs) poke (laughs) And it was funny even in the um even when it came down to the end of the game like that that was close to the end but there was like another couple of tackles or something and I remember seeing at the end um was it the last tackle of the game when Lewis Brown had the ball and you know the the, the siren goes after he after he gets the ball from from dummy half and he sort of just like jogs and he just starts walking and he like, takes off again, <laughs> and then he got he got about another ten meters or something, and they they tackled him, and then it's like you know, he blows the whistle of the game off, and then just everyone comes in. The referee's like, "I'd stop it,
4: fucking
2: <laughs> <Good laughs> relax." Right. So so the Warriors were like, they were they were wanting to fight all the way, like all the way to the end. Like so, like as nice as, as a fan, that was kind of you know that would have been all right, I think. Um, uh you know, better than you know, seeing the whole smiling thing. But the, to see that fucking the massive tangent we've been on, to see that two of us shake to see the the way he <sighs> fucking gave up on that play. Yeah. Um, just nah. awful. Criminal. And, and the amount of money he's on too in real like Australian currency too.
3: Maybe that's a roosters thing. Ex Rooster doing it, Ferguson doing it. Maybe. Lack of minerals.
2: Maybe. It's just lack of fucking respect for the for the for your employer who's paying your
3: bills. Too much almond milk.
2: There's almond milk coming to it.
3: In the lattes.
2: Oh, they do the almond um, I thought they do uh, that fucking bon soy. What's that? Oh, it's like soy milk that, that fucking hipster douches oh, really? get from their fucking Surrey Hills cafe.
3: See, all I thought, that's like the manly way to market soy milk, and I had a picture of Bon Scott on the front of it. No. Oh, okay. It's the opposite. No. <laughs>
2: Or well, maybe I think it was like this, a couple years ago, I think it was some bonsai, it was like a tainted tainted batch with some fucking like mercury in <laughs> it or something. Maybe maybe that's the problem. <laughs> uh, where are we? Fucking Z 15 Did KFC piss the NRL off? Three tries in the first half and no video ref. Hash chicken conspiracy. Hash chicken. <laughs> um, at Tall Hayden. Matt double, the good old bet on whoever's against Ashford coming through uh at jan seventeen. He uh his response was, he said uh Warriors were poor, Manly conceded to Blake Ashford. Hashtag no real winners. That was in response to me trialling him because I know I was favoured his tweet early in the week because he oh, said really? he sent one like, you know, Manly thirteen plus and it was someone like uh, laughing okay, me yeah. or whatever. And so I was just like uh Hi, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I called it. Remember me? Yeah, remember me, bitch. Um, Warriors suck balls. A more, yeah, a more appropriately named Twitter account I've never seen. The Seagulls brought their A game forwards in the bunker with them. Warriors' usual shitty play and RTS stands for rarely tackle shit. Hmm. That, could, that could be a new one for uh for two of us. He's not two of us a check anymore. He's certainly not a no, His checks and he's start like bouncing. He's not earning the fuckers. No. Okay, uh, Saturday night. At the Muddy Puddle, the North Queensland Cowboys, 23, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 18, but a crowd of just shy of 14,000 in attendance, the Cowboys, 23 points came from tries. There are Javid Bowen, Justin O'Neill, Gavin Cooper, Kyle Felt, Thurston, three or four conversions, Lockie Coote with the crucial field goal, and the Panthers double to DWZ, Trent Merrin also with a try, Jamie Sauer, two or three conversions and a penalty goal.
3: Yeah, I was actually really happy with our effort in this game. You, know, you talk about if, if you lose, you want to see yep. them go down swinging, and I really think we went down swinging. You
2: came um, out swinging, that was the main thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. Know, very much so.
3: But, but looking at an and I think Hook said, over, over the last couple of weeks, we've beaten one of the Premiership favourites and, and gone down by a couple, well by one point, to to last year's Premiership winners. So in the scheme of things, they're, they're not bad outcomes. Classic Hook. I I think that... The the fact that we didn't give it away on too many stupid penalties or drop balls was the best sign moving forward. Um, The only criticism I have of the Panthers and the way they played was that they seemed to be too structured. And by that I mean they were ignoring uh, potential opportunities in front of them in order to get through a set and place a kick. And I'm absolutely fine with that at this stage of the season. It means they're working towards being a more competent unit, um, and it was only, really, I think, Lachlan Coote that won that game for the Cowboys. Yep. You can never put a rugby league victory down to just one player. It's a team sport, uh, but you know, he had two massive try-saving tackles on Josh Mansell, and he kicked the winning field goal himself, yep. and I think if anyone other than Lachlan Coote was at fullback, then we win that game. That's so, possible. So the fact that we can... Get ourselves back into it. Look, there's some very you know minor criticisms and and coulda woulda shouldas. Um like in one of the one of the last plays where we really should have have scored. Uh, Walker Blake should have been out yep. on his edge, but he'd come in before and was on the left hand side of the field yep. to take a run. Yeah. Good on you for wanting to to put in the effort and get involved. Get back, to but your your fucking get position. fucking back out where you should be <laughs> because they've spread the ball right. Yeah. And the last pass he he was he just wasn't there yeah. and there was a fucking cornfield of space yeah. in front of him. So um, that's all stuff that, that they'll obviously go through in their video reviews this week. Um, but fuck that cowboy's forward pack. They do yeah. it and they just do it with ease. Yeah. When you've got a rotation of you know, two two origin props, yep. um Tom Alolo, and then plus you got guys like felt in the side that are, that are quick and nimble they just marched us upfield all night yep and that w- that was the the difference you know the, the cowboys didn't really do anything amazing in attack but just up the middle of the park they were solid all night they were relentless yep and uh, and never really gave us any respite.
2: How about Jonathan Thurston's defence for that first try? <laughs> been like about five cracks at least. <laughs> <is. laughs> <Mate, laughs> Not his happiest moment.
3: No, and fucky he, he had some whinges during this game. Oh, um, and I i don't know if, if it's one of those things where he's always been like that and I haven't noticed it, and now that somebody's pointed it out that he's the whingiest player
2: in the NRL. I can't believe that you haven't noticed it before. I mean, yeah,
3: look, I, I always knew that he was, he was chatty.
2: This has certainly been something, um, at least for the last. It's like through his cowboy era, and especially through the era of cowboys when they actually were getting to the finals and getting rorted out of the finals. That's when it really started to come to come. To oh the yeah, four.
3: but in those finals games, so during talk, during this, the crucial call in blow up.
2: Oh, but yeah, but this the is last this
3: couple is of weeks I've seen it.
2: Any game where shit gets tight. Yeah. Okay. Any any time when it's really on the line, he just goes fucking mental. Mm. And uh,
3: so I'm probably yeah I'm probably noticing it he throws a, a couple lot of tantrums of people, and stuff. A couple who pointed well. it out. Um, the only thing I, I really would like to see an improvement on from Penrith is our goal line defence. There were a couple of tries that the Cowboys scored. Yep. That really shouldn't shouldn't have been scored. Like the Bowen try. Yep. Uh, he he should have been held up. Yeah. He had no right to get that ball down. Yeah. Uh, and and I'd like to see a little bit more strength and, and determination. Yep from the defensive line but other than that good showing by Penrith beaten by a better quality side um, and look I enjoy watching lock Makut do well I really like watching him play
2: the base chapo I wonder if Javid likes to slide into DMs like his uncle hashtag family tradition hashtag low hanging fruit at shunter 86 can we count bonus points for losses less than 6 points so brave, so many times, just not able to, you know, win. And I shunned her again. <laughs> I'd say that the X-Factor was the clutch field goal kicking of Lachlan Coote. Uh, By
3: X-Factor, he... means the thing that won the game.
2: It's just poor use of the term X-Factor, really, isn't it? Cruzy06, winning's not enough for the cows. Here comes the ref's fault and the eat a bag of dicks Mansor. hash shit Winners. Cruzey started a real vendetta against the Cowboys ever since the fucking Broncos Cowboys <laughs> came <laughs> with them whinging. Um, the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 25, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 20, down there at Reclaim Australian Stadium in front of a crowd of just shy of 12,000 people on Sunday afternoon. Sharks, 25, came from tries to Barber, Fecky, Pryor, Holmes, and Fafita Maloney Missed with both conversion attempts. Holmes, two of three. Chad Townsend with the field goal. Titans, their 20, came from tries to McDonald, Taylor and Cullen. Cullen, his debut too. He's a friend of a mate of mine up there. He was playing for the Mackay side and then I think he might have moved up to um, somewhere else from last year, the year before he was playing in Mackay. Always, you know, wanted to try his hand at uh, the NRL. Got the... Got the call up to the titans and got the call up into first grade and made a good account of himself yeah uh, three or three conversions for taylor and a penalty goal yeah good yeah,
3: on 20. him. Look, the it seems to be a bit of a broken record you know every week we're talking about the, the little titans that could and they're punching yep. above their weight yep. and they're you know, doing doing more than anybody thinks they should they really start need to start turning those into some serious competition points yeah otherwise they fall back into that category of easy beats so they've got a real opportunity now to you know they've had a couple of very close games against some better teams but unless they improve their position on the ladder and keep it there then teams aren't going to go to them with any sort of fear yeah and they they're just going to they're just going to peter out in saying that they do have a little bit of potential i'm still not sure that they're they're top 8 material but they definitely have the the potential to be the the giant slayers that they've been a couple of times uh, in seasons past. They can go in late in the year and and really knock off teams and put big scores on that they had no right to knock off. Let's not forget that the the sharks did did this without Maloney, without Lewis. Yep. So not only were they down uh, in numbers on the bench, but they're two fairly influential players. Yep. You know. But credit to them, they had enough to get around and yeah, you know, switch positions. I was saying last week that they've got a fairly versatile backline and, and that helps when you're losing players in those positions
2: you done with that one yep yeah unfortunately this game is one that I didn't see because I was at the time mm-hmm. I was uh, playing putt-putt on holiday yeah it's situational uh, Remember that putt-putt is down the gold coast there what, is it Broadbeach or is it, is it Mermaid I can't remember what, what, what suburb you call it in, but yeah, it's down around mm-hmm. that one Um, Luke Shark 74 Fafita has that X factor He's either excellent With capital X Or so fucked That it's X rated
3: I'll tell you what I called out White Graham Last week as As having improved Fafita looks like He's enjoying his footy Yeah um, And And may even be Less of a prick Of a human being
2: I don't want to I don't want to talk about You know What what his human being Status is I mean I think He's still probably Yeah
3: a bit grubby Yeah but he, he seems to be in a better frame of mind and
2: putting in more effort, which is what he's been faulted
3: for previously.
2: Yeah, but maybe the lack of effort, maybe that was David too. Yeah, true. You never know. It's hard with these fucking guys running around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shit cunt. Oh, sorry, it's your fucking brother. <laughs> Starting to sound like rams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> DMC Briz. The Titans look to be one good leader away from genuine finalists. And I think, yeah, genuine finalists meaning genuine bottom of the eighth sort of guys. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Once again, we that's six games down. So, you know, let's say a quarter of the season. Mm. And they're still, you know, they're still getting up for the, the games. In let's see what happens around June, I guess.
3: Look, th- there enough. are teams that I predicted to be in the top eight who are yep. on exactly the same win-loss as the Titans are now.
2: Yeah. So yeah. That's right. Long season. We'll see how it all yep. pans out. Undiluted seven. Cronulla Sharks attempted child murderers hash freedom in decline and that's one thing I did see poor old fucking Hino's little kid you see what happened there yeah I tried to run him over with a fucking like it's just the only you know just by the grace of the fact that like Hino is like a a fucking bag of walnuts you know stuffed into a condom and the little kid you know he's like a bag of like peanut M&M stuffed into like a little you know chip off the old block but I was so, I was so impressed to see the reaction of sharks players. I How old's like, the kid? Fucking little, like two or like. So little. there's a good chance, that that kid could have fucking died, man.
3: Well, no, he, he couldn't died. have
2: because that kid
3: is sixty percent peptides.
2: Well, no, no, because two thousand eleven, and he and was, no, was he still before, with the and he still the tigers. End, yeah. Fuck, he could have been killed. He could have been. He could have been. It's horrible. But to see the reaction of players, like I see, um. Like Barber, he's sort of just been like looked around and just gone like, "Fuck, speed that he hasn't displayed in you know, yeah, in a long time to get down there and get get the kid." And then Fafita goes fucking Hulk on the yeah <laughs> on the <laughs> on the golf buggy. <laughs> but oh, have you heard? Have you heard? The, if there's any inquiry as the you know how all of that that could have possibly happened, fuck! I just think I'm thinking myself. And I think, jeez. First thing would have been, is the kid all right? Second thing. What was the kid doing on the... Who th- was in charge yeah. of that fucking... Who was in charge of that golf cart and then just I fucking just put my fist through them until there was nothing left.
3: Yeah. I don't know, man. It, look, it, it was a horrible thing that happened. Mm. Absolute horrible thing that happened. I always err on the side of what was the kid doing near something that has the capacity to drive
2: yeah what i didn't see was the lead up to that yeah, Why so, was what was going on in the field at so I, time I don't now? know
3: i don't know what's happening or yeah. if and look kids run away from parents and
2: someone there will definitely be able to tell us anyway yeah because there's a lot of listeners at the ground like sharkies fans i remember seeing seen them tweet through the game and stuff so
3: i'd like a breakdown awesome. from a sharks fan and i'd also like a breakdown from a normal person yeah thank you
2: excellent um where are we Beerboy182, Titans can go to Carmichael Hunt's wine cellar, grab a big bag of dicks, line some coke along the shaft, and eat that up. (laughs) You laugh at that tweet, and then I've got this one. Special K online, anytime Valentine Holmes wants to deposit a load into my missus, he's welcome. Ash, sweet prince. (laughs) Uh, Sand the warden. I put it to you guys that Cronulla is in fact the real big brother of the Titans, not Brisbane. And that would be on account of the fact that both of them have won nothing <laughs> ever. So what does that mean? The North Sydney Bears are the grandfathers or yeah. the guys, Or God knows they got fucked enough.
4: Yeah,
2: nice. Um uh, the Newcastle Knights, 18, defeat the West Tigers, 16. Hunter Stadium, over 21,500 in attendance. The Knights, 18, came from tries to the Uate Pate, Corbin Sims, and Nathan Ross, Trent Hodkinson, three of three conversions, defeating the Tigers, 16, with tries to Teddy, uh, double to Rankin, and uh, Rankin with two or three conversions. Mm.
3: First things first, can't doubt the uh, dedication of Newcastle fans.
2: This is it, and we had a tweet from someone. Where was it? Um, yeah, Mitch the Geo who I remember last time, this was like their, their high-vis, high-vis round game, where they were in the high-vis jerseys, which is kind of stupid to schedule it against the Tigers. Worst Orange worst Orange. decision ever. But, um yeah, I remember Mitch Gio, he was on the field doing like the halftime kicking competition last yep. year at this round. He had a mate of mine that was working for, uh, for a mine, and he was like a, you know... Business sort of representative, like on the field, yeah, nice, yeah, the same thing. And uh, I remember them sending pictures. One guy, yeah, Mitch saying, no, This guy says he knows you, and then, <laughs> then I'm going, this guy says he knows he's going to run this weekend league hat, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so corresponding round, but he's yeah, he tweeted and said 21,625 people at the night's game, and we we're in last place against a team in decline. Nova Castrians, stay true. Hashtag yeah. crowd X factor, good on them, yep, fuck get yeah.
3: it, get out there. That's it's what like what the old take. days
2: of marathon attendance, yeah. Because they used to be, you know, used to be very reliable and always, you know, far more, you know, than they deserved. Often, yep. and, and uh, yeah. look, the pixel has f- gone. The fans have come back. The Tigers in this game,
3: really, they're, they're starting to get to that stage that they they have no other ideas than Tedesco. Yep, Chuck know, of the they've Teddy. They've been they've been threatening it for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what the turnaround has been because they started the season on a completely different trajectory and I I can't even say that it was a return of Robbie Farah because they they'd started declining he, a little yeah. bit yep. before he came back
2: um, you got lulled into their first two round thing that they do yeah, yeah their own it, fans should know better but they get lulled into yeah, as well. it as well that's true
3: and look the, the fact that Woodsy wasn't around um, for this one was didn't help their chances but
2: you know, there were people. They created that, enough chances, though.
3: Like, like Tim you know, Grant fucking ran for for hundred and fifty something meters. Yep. You know, in the absence of Woods, and and a lot of people would say that he's probably past his his prime. Yeah. But rolled his socks up. The way that it finished, though, it's it's really put a downer on the game. And at the end of the day, the the points are the points, and the winner is the winner.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But poor old. Fucking ranking. You are going to catch a ball, and then all of a sudden, some fuckwit Sims brothers kicked another one at you. His eyes were open wider than somebody that just got a surprise hand job in a Thai massage parlor.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like he dropped that, and then they picked it up and planted it and scored. No, it. They had they, they received possession back, yep. and then they went through the motions and a uh, move, and then scored over the other side yep. of the field. You know, subsequently, so yeah, I mean, but you know, the possession, you know, potentially dubious, but I don't even know the fucking like. I don't understand I, how the ruling. Works I on thought
3: that. wasn't isn't it the same as if if a referee believes that he's impeded play, that play stops, and a scrum packs down
2: with the team in possession. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Getting position, so it would have been the, so that the, well, by that, it would have been pretty much the same outcome, right? I don't know.
4: Uh, yeah,
2: it was pretty weird, it was fucking weird though. And but he like, came saying he didn't even, you know, he didn't even see the ball, he's just running. But I mean, geez, even if he meant to do it though, it's like a pinpoint kick like that is very fucking hard, exactly. To like, it, like the wizard just passed the, like you know, and he's he's the guy,
3: he's the guy that two weeks prior. Yeah. Had an article where he came out and said that he oh he knows he needs to clean up his act and he yeah. he knows wasn't he's like I don't
2: think it was a grubby actor, I mean like don't leave the fucking ball and if you to the dude's just pelting down following a kick. Yeah. You know? But I um, can't believe that you wouldn't have seen it though, because if you've got eyes for the ball, I'm you know well maybe maybe that is maybe that proves he didn't see it. The fact that he didn't even like instinctively reach down to try and pick it up or something.
3: No. You know what I mean? Not at all. So not at all. Yeah. When you're chasing. But if, yeah, if you can't see a rugby league ball when it is close enough to hit your toe on the ground, yeah, you have vision fucking problems.
2: Yeah, but I am thinking like if you're if you're pelting out of the ball and you see a ball on the field, you know your instinct would be pick it up. Oh fuck, there's the ball. I can pick it up and gee, I only got to trample this guy and oh no, there's another one coming down there too.
3: no yeah, yeah but, uh, I, I don't think that proves anything at all. Yeah, I
2: don't know. It's just it's it was just, it was a strange situation. You know
3: what? The, the sort of player that's got that in his game, I'm fucking glad he's he's not going to play Origin.
2: Yeah don't want that at all on the side. I oh, see. I don't even think it's like a grubby thing. This is a thing. I don't think it's like a. You know, maybe Tigers fans have probably got a different perspective on it. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But. Um, again. I'd, it's just a weird. A weird to, thing to, to, I don't ki- think to kick quite. it. Yeah. What are you doing? Maybe he's trying to clear it off the field. It worked. He kicked it dead. Over the dead ball line, out of play. Mm. Beautiful. but No no place for two balls on the yeah, field like fair that. Fair
3: enough. But then why Lion say he didn't see it?
2: Because maybe he didn't you know, Maybe he didn't
3: Who knows I want to deep dive Into the machinations Of the Sims brain
2: Well I mean you know We've seen his fucking brother What he should do In pressure situations
3: <laughs> One of my favourite players ever
2: One of my favourite <laughs> moments Of rugby league ever Like and I mean I hate the storm Like with the passion Of a thousand burning Fiery fucking sons But That moment oh, it was, was just So delicious It was bad I I, sw- I swear, like this I, I've been I've been using that just the, the salt generated from that moment is like I haven't had to fucking spend money on the expensive fucking molden sea salt or anything for years, <laughs> for like eight years coming on. <laughs> so bounteous was the harvest. <laughs> is it second
3: second earlier Jared bill breaking Lockyer's face.
2: Oh, see, like I don't delight in the injuries of players unless it was someone like you know Ferguson or something like that, or, you know Louis or something like that, but um. Yeah, that was pretty fine.
4: <laughs> <That was laughs>
2: <laughs> for for me, like the 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 funny part is that the lock you didn't have the minerals to fucking front up next week to play finals against Manly. <sighs> that's that's the
3: So you're saying that he self-harmed?
2: I'm saying that he may have overstated the extent of his injury. Oh, okay. And, may, I, and maybe took the easy option. I out thought you were of...
3: implying that he ran into the knee on purpose to no, get no, out. No, I was of implying that he
2: didn't get injured really at all and he basically Used it as a way to sidestep the beating that he knew was coming his way the following week. Fucking 9 11 level conspiracy. Mate, I tell you, jaws do not melt at that temperature. (laughs) 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 Um, Mitch the Geo says people talk about the Walker brothers as revolutionary coaches. Only a true genius could think up multi ball. <laughs> hashtag winning play, hashtag tinfoil hats. Um, Maddie mcp 25. Corbin Sims should be commended for getting that errant ball off the field to prevent anyone injuring themselves. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Tall Hayden. My opinion on kicking the second ball. Just want to say congrats to Ashton Sims. He's no longer the shittest cunt in his family. <laughs> Tall Hayden, of course, being a Tigers fan. And uh underscore O oh, Sammy boy underscore hashtag you know who in you know what. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so now what's that? Four losses on the trot. Mm. It's starting to look a little bit declining, especially when you when you give the only winless team in the comp. Admittedly, only by a matter of days, but when you give the yeah. only winless team in the comp their first win, that's, uh, yeah, questions have to be asked. Monday night, Footbitch. The Canterbury Banksdown Bulldogs 18 to feed the Storm 12 at Amy Park in front of a crowd of just... Just over 11000 The uh, Doggies tries to buy carrot Holland and Sam Perrett. Holland, three of three conversions. And the Storms, 12, Cameron tries to Toru Harris and uh, Tonema Pia. Uh, where are we? Cameron Smith, one of two conversions and a penalty goal.
3: Yeah, the, the Doggies this week certainly made an improvement on what they showed against the Radars last week. And it became pretty apparent that the, the more they have uh, Moses with the ball the better they look. Yeah. As opposed to the week before where he hardly saw anything at all. Uh, this week he, he was more involved, got himself involved, obviously scored the uh, the intercept try, um, but was more present in their attack. Uh, I, I think as well, Canterbury also uh, did well to back themselves mentally, like they scored their first couple early on. Yep. Uh, and then the Storm really looked like they were going to run over the top of them. You know, they it's, came back, they leveled it up, and it. I thought, oh, geez, here we go, the Storm
2: are going to run that's away the with That's the takeaway from the entire game for me, is that the Storm, I think, were far better, but Canterbury's defence, yeah. you can't take anything away, man. That was like some... It's it's the kind of defence that is too early in the season to be seeing that shit, because, I mean, they can't sustain that for an entire year. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, fuck me, if, if they were defending like that, and it was the last round of the season, or the first round of playoffs... I'd be tipping them to be fucking close to winning the comp because yeah, that's the sort of shit you need. That's some brick. Wall, like considering, like Melbourne Storm were camped, like they were camped down there for yep.
4: like,
3: fucking ages. And it's it's not like they're holding out, Blake Ashford or, or Jason Knighting. It's not
2: like Cronulla, Cronulla fucking throwing crash balls to Gallen or Gallen grabbing <laughs> it every fuck you know on the fifth tackle or anything. It's it was it was actually it wasn't like that at all.
3: Like it and and for all Frawley's defensive. Uh, vulnerabilities like Betty can score a try yeah like he's Jesus
2: is fucking hopeless in defence <laughs> <like. laughs> um,
3: yeah he's he's big big and strong and, and to be able to, to hold guys like him out yep. for that amount of time um, they they've obviously done some work this week or, or got back to where they should be this week so um, and fuck can't that young kid kick a goal tremendous just just sideline all yep. night
2: that's what they needed.
3: That's fantastic.
2: That's what so, a lot of stars needed. But yeah, you know, uh, doggies have got theirs now. I mean, hopefully, I mean, he's in the side again this week. As long, yeah, uh, you know, I suspect he may get a reasonable stay in, in first grade, and certainly for my super coach purposes, I hope he does, <laughs> because uh, he's a cash cow. Again, probably probably
3: one of my my top five players to watch in in the comp is James Graham. Yeah, and he's just that sort of lunatic, who you can tell. That a game is 12 all, and I think it was 12 all for you know maybe maybe 35 minutes. Um, yeah. That he just fucking loved every second of that game.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like it was just okay. Come at me, son. Yeah. Come at me, son. At. Oh, he, absolute lunatic. Absolute love watching him play.
2: Yep. He's. A, I, I remember saying. Uh, was it? What was it? Last year? Probably maybe the year before. He's the He's the player that like you know that doesn't play for my team. That I'd love to fucking have because he's just. You know, that's the guy that's putting in, and that's a yeah. guy that's filthy when he loses. You yeah, know, that's exactly the kind of exactly. guy. Exactly.
3: You know. And, you know, again, he's, he's had his, his moments. He tried to give <laughs> Billy a kiss on the ear.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that's Billy Slater too. I mean, fuck, I'd do worse if I got him within <laughs> arms reach. <laughs> 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 so, look, I'm not going to hate, you know, you can't hate on that. Nah. Um, Flash, 1480. What do you know? Dogs in storm. Another Monday night footy where the best possible result is a nuke falling on the stadium. <laughs> uh, at Rev Sunny 101. Jesus, Cassiano was getting more attention from the authorities than Rolf Harrison at Daycare Oh! GT351 underscore Johns. I dream of the day we play a game where I don't require heart medication. These close games are killing me. But fuck, I'll take it. And uh, finally, Chapo. The base Chapo. Who needs Joseph Smith when you have Moses? previews for round 7 of 2016 NRL season my notes have just scrolled way down there we go Thursday night football short turnaround football the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Parramatta Eels of Brookie and uh, this one Big game, the homecoming of uh, of Kieran Foran to uh, to Brookie, so he gets to feel what it's like to have his back broken and made, been made humble. Yeah, by the, I, uh, by the legends on the hill. I think this
3: uh, will henceforth be known as the Pillow Fortress Cup. There's been a lot of talk saying that Brookvale's the new Pillow Fortress. It yeah, was just frankly ridiculous. Well, look, I think Parramatta will go a long way to proving that true.
2: Paramount, well, I mean, they they can't fucking... They can't walk in, get smashed like they're going to, and then somehow say that it's a Pillow Fortress, all right? No,
3: they can't. There's going to be an unhappy,
2: an unhappy night for Kieran and There's a couple of things I want to see happen. I don't wish injury on anyone, so I'm not saying that. But, oh, man, I do wish the Steve Matai to give him the fucking <laughs> the, the gigantic legal shoulder of love just to slaughter him just so he feels what it's like I mean because he, know, he knows what Mad-Eye's capable of I mean they played beside each other you know yep. same side feel I'd love to see Mad-Eye just shoot out and just absolutely fucking iron him out legally just one of those ones where he's just you know rattled real slow to get back up yeah. and just off it for the rest
3: of the you know but that's the thing though you know Kieran it. he's not the sort of player you can do that
2: yeah, but you can do it by physically incapacitating him. Like, he's got the heart. Like, he'll keep getting up. Like he, he's he's not got like
3: to, Jamie Sattler, got that to You do that to him and he's gone for the rest of the yeah. game. He's like James Maloney, who gets absolutely demolished every game yeah. and gets up giggling. Yeah. So, the thing
2: is, that's the, what he has to do is do it to a point where like he's physically incapacitated, like where he wants to go, but he can't concussion test him, you know, something like that. You know, get him off the field. But, um, look... Yeah, the side slowly starting slowly starting to come together. I mean, there's still that for me is always going to be a question mark over the halves. Uh, but you know, if they played like last week as a as a unit, if the forwards play you know as well, and if the halves can you know put together equal to what they did last week, um, or you know, God forbid, improve. Then they're in with a, a big fucking chance against a team that, you know, should be I haven't looked at the betting lines, but this is the thing would that be significantly, you know, favoured you would think.
3: You you guys got away with a win against the Warriors. Um and I think
2: got they, away, well, you could you know, or pounded them thirteen plus at their home for ground. I mean Potato potato. You you let Ashford score. But
3: I I think Parramatta will just be too big and strong up the middle. And you know, Miles and, and Co. Really won't be able to contain them, so I uh, I don't think it'll be a high scoring game, but I think Parramatta will get it. I
2: really I really uh, dis- dislike the fact that Varve and Lawrence are on the interchange bench because I'd actually start them as my two. I mean, or split them, but I mean, I think like like Varve, he's he's not like a revelation level player, but it's been a revelation to me though. I mean, cause that guy, he was he was just overweight, and you know. I think he was. I think he might have been captain of the Reggies last year. Never, never threatened first grade really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got told, you know, look, shape up or fucking ship out. Lost, you know, about fifteen twenty kilos over the off season. And he's just making fucking ground. Like I love the guy. I mean, he's he's got that white line fever, fucking prop shit that you want to. Like he wants the ball five meters out. He wants to be the crash ball guy. trying yeah, Try and get yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just loving the guy, and I mean, hopefully, I would much prefer, I mean, Starling and Nate Miles is the worst fucking starting prop rotation in the entire comp, in my opinion, but split them, and, mm-hmm. you know, they can be covered, put, you know, one of the decent, you know, like Nate Miles would be the guy i put off, because, you know, he, he was actually okay last week, but generally speaking, you know, I don't even think I'd have him as a prop. I'd you know I'd have him as a back row or something maybe Agreed. where he doesn't have to be the uh, the battering ram because he just doesn't have that ability to be the battering ram physically anymore. But um look, I still have a massive question mark over the halves but um I'm I'm very confident that if they can replicate or, you know, build on last week, then you know, there's nothing that uh, Parramatta can do to stop them um getting another win and uh making, you know, a really bad Thursday. Put them on a downward slide. Then they wake up Friday playing for zero points. Ouch! And just fucking just drop the yeah. bundle.
3: That's it. I think the all the misery on the only way Parramatta lose that game is if something comes out and significantly head fucks them beforehand.
2: I th- I don't think I think if that would actually be something like a you know a motivating factor. To be honest, <clears throat> if it came out if it if it comes out on Thursday, then yeah I think that's actually
3: in the scheme of things it'd be pretty cruel for the NRL to do it the day of their game.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's like when you when you when you're docking points for an entire season and telling a side they're playing for nothing all year, when is the good time to do it? Docking. <laughs> docking. When you're, when you're space docking it. <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't think it's a good time for it. Um, you know, hopefully instability does does affect them. That would be great too. And you've got to take any advantage you can get. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident that Manly can do the job on him, especially Fuck.
3: at home. You know what? We were well under two hours till you started trying to convince yourself that Manly can win this game.
2: Oh, mate, I'm convinced that Manly win every game. Oh, I've, I've never gone into a game thinking I'm going to lose. Oh, never. Me. Even when they, even when they just come into the comp with fucking awful, <laughs> and had like you know, Brendan Reeves and you know, Awey <laughs> Torrens and fucking uh, John uh, Mullane uh, and so forth. Uh, even then. I was confident of winning every game. North Queensland Cowboys take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs up at 1,300 teeth. And uh, the Rabbitohs, well, aren't they fucked? Cowboys in great form, 13 plus. Fucking 20, 19 plus if Cowboys, you go on that line. Cowboys are paying a dollar thirty. So that's that's free money. That's better than that's bank interest. Too, Jesus that's, Christ. That's far better than bank interest. That's um yeah, it's just free money. The more you put on the more you get back. I honestly don't know what the fucking deal with. I mean, you look at South and you go, well, okay, so Reynolds Actually,
3: I'm, I'm getting on that right now.
2: Yeah, but Reynold Reynolds is back. But honestly I just don't know if he if he alone can drag these guys up. Did, did Greg secretly have a paternity
3: suit settle out of court during the week?
2: Inglis... Oh. Yeah, you know, it makes me wonder what is what position does Ingles want to play in State of Origin? Does he want to play fullback? Yeah, he said so. So
3: I think like, he said as much.
2: At this stage, I mean, especially considering you know, those you know further injuries today to Queensland centres. If he wants to play fullback, he needs to start fucking playing. Because yeah. Boyd's got it all over him at the moment. There's a, 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 a looming need coming up elsewhere in the back line mm-hmm. where someone like England's can be slotted. Yep. So if he's legit, if he's if he's a, if he's happy to be in the team and play his role, then great, keep doing what you can do, and you're gonna yeah. get the automatic selection. That you get put in the sentence. But if he wants to play fullback, yeah, he start fucking Earned doing it. something about that shit. Needs, you know, and especially because you know with someone like Fluffy is, you know, just going along his way and not you know not but, fucking uh, up and you know.
3: But yeah, for this one, claim. I think North Queensland easy money.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of how much it's going to be over by the 20 minute mark Gold Coast Titans take on the St. George Illawarra State Dragons at the Hope Solo Coliseum well, the little Titans it could take on the uh, Dragons, can they keep the Queensland streak intact Would Yeah, the well, Dragons flip, keep them scoreless, flip a
3: coin for this flip a coin, and norm- normally in a game like this where I'm having so much trouble picking I just go to the home team yeah.
2: That, that has no advantage down at Hope Solo. Okay. Titans. The little Titans it could. You convinced me officially. Now win this fucking game. Yeah. I th- the the Dragons are fucking hopeless. They got Benji named. But uh, look, if the Titans come uh, even if they just bring that commitment of the last couple of weeks or well, this yeah. you know, season 2016. They're
3: going to miss Bird though.
2: He's gone. Yeah, they are going to miss Bird. He's out. Did he get one or two? Uh, one. One. Grade two, one week. So he's gone. And I mean, he's he's the maniac that you kind of need on your side. And they don't really have a lot. I mean, like, Pettiborn's in there at 18, so he's the the logical replacement, I suppose. Mm. Well, they bring someone like Parsi into the... You know, I don't know who's going to be on the run-on side yeah. uh, now because the team list I've got in front of me is obviously you know, pending that case that was decided You know, just before we recorded. So, look, look I think... The Titans, you know, if they if they're serious, if they want to start building something, I mean, I think that they, no matter what, they're going to bring that kind of commitment and spirit that they've showed this year so far. Yeah. They def- they're definitely going to bring that. Whether that translates itself into points and uh, you know stopping the Dragons, because I, mean, I look at the Dragons' lineup and it, you know, on paper they shouldn't be terrible. It's really not a nil, no. Two nils in a row lineup, but it is um, yeah. That's the way it is. Oh, see, I look, and I think, fuck, you know, they, roster wise, they really have it over the Titans in, yeah. in the areas, no, but what, they haven't proved.
3: What I'm look. waiting on is is people like Dugan to really start wanting to show a bit of form.
2: Look, um, I look at the Titans as well. It's like they they held their own against the Broncos for that entire game too. So, honestly, I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying the Titans are going to win. I don't even know what the betting lines are for this game. I haven't seen them. But uh, are they favourites?
3: Yeah, tit- Titans are very firm favourites. $1.60. Dragons are getting two thirty.
2: All right, cool. I'm set. Titans. Oh, yeah. I think, I think the Dragons are on of this of their, streak. It's the start, start of them losing. <laughs> Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs take on New Zealand Warriors. This one. Just based on Saturday their defence
3: uh, last week, I think the Doggies get this one. Plus they're at home.
2: The doggies have done that fucking rocks diamonds rocks that sequence thing. So by that by that measurement, they are due for a bad game. But having said that, I'm I'm going to go the doggies off. And if they've got got their defence together again. Yeah, there's nothing the Warriors can do about it because their attack is very much not together. That's it. And their defence is you know nothing to write home about. So yeah, I think doggies are comfortable winners in that one. The Brisbane Broncos take on the Knights at SunCorp Saturday evening.
3: Look, I don't want to turn into a fucking Tom Waterhouse. Style show, okay. But the fucking Broncos are getting a dollar ninety. Huh? Giving the Knights seventeen and a half.
2: Seventeen and a half. Yeah. So what are you saying? You go on the Knights with the start? No, 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 no. Oh,
3: look. Let me consider that actually.
2: seven Um, and a half is a fucking unrealistically large fucking line for any contest. Yeah, but what? Okay, what did what did they beat the Dragons by? Yeah. But I mean, the Knights are actually better than Dragons at this stage, for sure. Mm, not so sure. For sure, not so the sure. The Knights of, a... have constant improvement. Almost took the Storm out.
3: Yeah, almost took out
2: the Tigers in decline.
3: And um, yeah, off off game Storm. Um, I, I think Brisbane will get it 13 plus. Draw against I'll Canberra. I'll have them all over 17 and a half.
2: Yeah, I think that. Like, I think the Brisbane Broncos will win. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you're talking about a betting line of like 18 points, that's a fuck. That's that's a lot of points to come up.
4: Yeah.
3: So. W- when you've got people like Milford and Robertson inside, the potential's there.
2: You potential's put the, definitely there. Potential's definitely there. You would um, put the house on it. The, Brisbane are certainly going to win. And, like, I think 13-plus is very a very reasonable expectation. I'm just not sure whether they'd cover that other line. So, so um, yeah, I'm not going to be, like, a Tom Waterhouse at all. Who's um, but, yeah, Bronco's going to win. Yeah, without a doubt. Canberra Raiders take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon, down in Canberra. Well, it's a tester for Ricky and his mm, boys. Yep, they were fucking humbled badly by the Yields last week. The Sharks had to grind out a grind out a win. Yeah. Look, I think the Sharks are going to keep going. Cause, I mean, this—I'm—I'm I'm not a big believer of the Canberra the Canberra home field advantage in April. I don't think it really starts to come into its own until about June, July, and uh, yeah. I agree. For that reason, you just have to follow the the, the recent form lines, and uh, the Camper Raiders had that really impressive win against the Doggies, but that seems like a long way away after the humbling they took last week. And when you compound that with the fact that you know prior to that they they conceded a, a draw with the with the Knights. Yeah. So i will i inclined to go Sharkies.
3: Yeah, I I think Cronulla will just be be too professional to get them. They get. Maloney back, um, no Lewis. He's still gone for a couple, but uh, I think the the Sharks will have a, a little bit much out wide. Yeah, for I don't, the Raiders to do yeah. with.
2: I don't, I don't think Lewis is really that essential in a lineup where you've got Wade yeah. Graham, who's kind of like a at, at this stage of his career,
3: sort of he, he's a
2: a spiritual leader. Yeah, yeah, more than anything, and, yeah.
3: and, a, and an effort effort guy when, when things start looking down he's a guy that you know will pick the ball
2: up and run forward yep West Tigers take on the Melbourne Storm Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval look I mean I, I don't have the, the statistics in front of me but I, I just have this feeling that like the Tigers they usually go okay against the Storm at Leichhardt I'm sure I'm oh, once again this is you know, no fact checking at all but yeah I I feel like they've won right, uh, maybe the last, last couple.
3: time last time was round 21 yep. at Leichhardt yeah, Tigers got it 34-16. Yep. Uh, why do they play the Storm at Ramondus?
2: Huh? That sounds like some BS right there. Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah, it has to be. Yep.
2: So yeah, okay. So they're at least last start winners. Jeez, humbled last week. The Storm. The Storm also. Can you can't. You can't discount the fact that they've. Uh, yeah, they were probably the better side on Monday night. Yep. Against the doggies. It was just s defence from the doggies that yeah. kept them kept them out. So look, having said that, although they've they both lost the games by fairly narrow margins last week, I still think Stormwood side in a better in better shape at the moment. You know, the Korabidi corridor is right for exploitation and especially for the style of play of the West Tigers where it's, you know, chuck at the teddy and just just chuck the ball around anyway. Yeah. Uh, they really should probably curb that kind of behaviour, to be honest. But um,
3: Yeah, look, for the Tigers, though, Woodsy's out. He's going to be gone for, I think that's at least three or four. Yeah, yeah, at least three or... Up to six, maybe. Ooh, you know actually. Okay. Um, and, again, that's not going to lose them the game all, all on their own, but they've they've named an extended bench... So I uh, look the the storm have shown a couple of times this year that they can be vulnerable in and around the middle of the field, uh, yeah. and they've they've had a couple of snoozes in defence. And if that storm shows up, then then West definitely have the sort of attack to exploit that. I uh, I just think that the the storm will be too controlled for them. Storm in a yeah. in
2: a close one. Yeah, I think that's that structured sort of game, if they can keep it up, I mean it's it's a, it's a very frustrating sort of game to play against teams that like chuck it around. Uh, you know, off-the-cuff kind of thing, like, yep. like the West Tigers want to be. I mean, they really want to be that side. I'm not sure if they've got the ability to be that side, but, I mean, at times they've shown they, you know, yep. like, the start of the season they did. But, um, yeah, look, I can't go past the storm at the moment just for the fact that they played pretty well on Monday, uh, you know, in a beaten effort. Uh, where are we? Monday night for a bit, Sydney Roosters take on your side, the Penny Panthers. The Roosters just got on the board. The Panthers...
3: Yeah, I think, and as long as we go into this game giving the Roosters the respect they deserve, and and continuing our run of fewer penalties given and, and fewer silly errors, yeah. then we we should be able to quite easily come away with the two points. If people get it in their head that all of a sudden we we could go out there and put fifty on them, yeah, and you get Cartwright getting back to trying to give ten offloads a game when he shouldn't, and and people throwing ridiculous passes and things like that, yep. Then look, the Roosters have a side with enough quality to, to put some points on us and, and really make us pay for the disrespect. Yep. Uh, but I I think this one will be uh, a replay of the result of the 2003 Grand Final, the greatest Grand Final in rugby league history, most heroic Grand Final in rugby league history, most heroic single performance in rugby league history. Scotty Sattler. A um, boring game, really. Greatest game of any sport of all time. It's a
2: pretty boring game, to be honest. How ordinary is fucking old mate? The sat to get run down by Sattler too.
3: Man, I, I go back. I, I watch that. <laughs> watch that grand final every now and again.
2: It's like can you imagine if you transpose that into into modern times, and it'd be like Jack Reed Jack Jack getting Reed run getting down. Bowed down. <laughs> 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 you knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs>
2: Phenomenal. full time for episode 217 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us on Twitter so follow us at the TWI league uh, we're also on Facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league uh, hit the like button share the post around really appreciate it help us spread the word iTunes we had a review from parapy this week five stars X Factor is the title <laughs>
4: greatest rugby league
2: podcast ever excellent opinions and well thought out analysis on the greatest game of all like honey over gravel I love it five stars and uh, yeah be like Parapie. give us a review um, or a rating if you don't have the time I mean it helps us out it helps is keep that, us up the top is of that Taters I don't know. Perhaps it is because Taters has said previously. Yeah, Honey certainly, no, I'm it, it uses you know quotations around it too. So whether they're just, uh, they're paraphrasing what she tweeted last week, or it actually is is her.
3: Now, did uh, you mean paraphrasing or para Well, paraphrasing.
2: Para hyphen phrasing.
4: Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we? Yeah, so uh, hit us a review. Here's with a subscribe. Here's with a, a rating. If you don't have time for a review, uh, it all helps uh, get us up the, the charts where we need to be. And the most important thing,
3: share us with your friends.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: We're we're like HPV. You want to share us with as many people as possible.
2: <laughs> you want you want to share that with as many people as possible.
3: <laughs> Look, you know you. I'm sure there's some people out there that are bitter about getting turned on this weekend league and becoming becoming so entrenched or having it become so entrenched in their day to day lives they want their freedom back and the only way they can feel better about themselves is to inflict us on other people I'm okay with that
2: so you make us viral viral like AIDS essentially is what you look spot on <laughs> uh, super coach NZ underscore Magpie54 maintains the lead over Ram and Robbo. Too much tuners, the Wendells, the Pool Sharks, SFC, Fijian Eels, the Rejects, Puds, Picks, and Diggers of Fortune. Tipping, Desi's Ducks out there on top with David Kingston and Dugs. One point back, we have Bulldog, Wixie, Norts, Lemon, Matthew, Bell, Solsey, JB, and Whitey. So still very tight competition there. One point between first and even past 10th. The ladder competition at the moment. Solzi on top there as well. Uh who else have we got? Mitch door thirteen, Beer Boy 182, One Eyed Tiger, and Devon head round out the top five. I remember there was a lot of talk about how I was dead fucking last there. Um <laughs> but yeah, this the beautiful thing about this. Week uh, to week people. Week to week, week just, to week. It just changes now on mid-table. And uh you are um not down the bottom, but um yeah. And like Marp was up the top, you know, not long ago and now he's you know about five or six from the bottom as well but it's our TBI Penguin at the moment who is dead last, Mm. just for interest's sakes. Um, That's about it. Get your tips in. Get your super super coach sides finalised. Go Manly Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Talk to you next week. Take it easy, Tool Nation.